crap. They're evil. They're signs of evil. Alex can outact Evan, so. That's like saying you can outact the paper bag. Dead now. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again. The world famous. Yeah, that are hatched from a dead rooster. Ladies and gentlemen, to tonight's brand new round table. This is a uh, new era in our round table show, and uh, we have we have Johnny Alpha, California guy, the Jackal, and myself, Zod Ryder. Good evening, gentlemen. So that's a completely different version. What's up, everybody? No, nobody's heard this version of the round table ever before. Yeah. Just uh, not, not in the last couple of months, anyway. Yeah, brand new, <laughs> completely new. Yeah. Brand new, but with the same people. I was listening to the, our, our last episode that we, we aired um, before we came on air, and I, I actually got, can catch up a little bit on that. I watched Terminator Genesis since then, and so I, I, want, I want some of what you smoked because that movie was awful, brother. And I've rewatched Jurassic I like World, that movie and too. it wasn't as bad as I thought it was the first time I saw it. It still sucks, but it's better than Fantastic Four. I'll give it that. Well, that's not saying much, though. Just about anything is better than Fantastic not Four. Not Terminator Genesis. I'd, I'd take Fantastic Four over that movie, bro. No way. Dude. I didn't uh, think Fantastic no, no, Four was no, better man. than Terminator. I, I mean, no way. I mean, it was. I mean, Terminator. Terminator at least was trying was trying to accomplish something. Uh, Fantastic Four didn't know what it was doing. It was a complete yeah. train wreck. Dude, Terminator Genesis was just as bad or worse, man. Like it, it may have like had like a maybe a better script. Maybe they had like a studio that was more down with what the director was trying to do with it. But I, I don't see like it not being a train wreck too. I mean, because God, dude, the, the 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 magnetic glove and everything, like everything besides the old man Arnold Schwarzenegger robot, was completely just awful about that film, man. No, I have to disagree. I actually enjoyed the acting in the overall. Uh, energy that the actors brought to the roles. I mean, I thought everybody did a really even good Jai job. Courtney, even Jai yeah, Courtney. Even Jack Courtney. Yeah, he did good. Even okay. though it was I a little weird, it was too. it was a little weird to see anybody else in the role of Kyle Reese after watching the original Terminator. Uh, but you know, he, I thought he did a good job. I thought everybody did a good job. Even Matt Smith, you know, in his limited role in the Matthew, movie. Matthew, come on, he was we cool. About this on the last show too. I know he was cool though. <laughs> He's it's ruining his life by changing his name so drastically. Matthew Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he is a classically trained actor. Yeah, the bow tie gave that away. Of, hey, bow ties are cool. <laughs> Speaking of bow ties, uh, you know, Doctor Who is back on the air. There's been a few episodes now. Uh, this is a new uh, series that started. Uh, what do you guys uh, think of the new season of Doctor Who? Have so far, I'm enjoying it. I think it's really good, and it's it's a... It's an improvement. It's like a thousand times better than what they were doing in the in Capaldi's first season. Definitely better. Well, what's so much better about it? Because I've well, the, the episodes, story. But I well, let me tell you this: the storylines are better, and they and they tie more into the overall um, 
deeper mythology of Doctor Who because what's happening now is everything Doctor Who, including the big Finnish audio dramas and the television series and the novels and all that stuff, it's all kind of become one shared big, universe. One big shared universe, one big right. canon now. So everything kind of plays off of each other and you can kind of see how they're trying to make it one big happy universe now there's no law it's no longer where you say this is classic doctor who this is modern doctor who this is no it's all just doctor who now like it should have been and it's it's really good i mean it feels feels nice and i mean i like the direction that they're taking the show i like you know where all the stories seem to be going it's it's like i said it's a marked improvement over what we had i do got one question since season. you're wigging out about this i read that hmm. they're going to be giving john hurt his own um, Doctor Who movie. Like, where does that fit in? Well, like, no, he's I, not getting a movie. Not a movie he's, no. he's getting he's getting audio. He's going to be doing audio, big Finnish audio dramas, right. which are which are the like the Doctor Who, which is like the audio Doctor equivalent of like say of like what you're getting on TV, but you're getting spit it out, the, man. The, the spit doctors, it out. You're getting the doctors <laughs> that you're not getting on TV. Basically, you're getting TV quality stories. With these doctors, just in audio format, and it's awesome. I mean, well, you know, just, while I love that, I really, I really wish they would animate it instead of just doing it as a radio. Or bit. Do a comic book. Well, well, well I yeah. love it too because we're ra- we're radio guys, man. This is great stuff. It's audio. It's it's just sounds incredible. Like they they do a fantastic job, and the stories are only getting better because now you have have the have writers coming over from the modern Doctor Who doing these stories, too, and tying everything so, together. Like, which Doctor is John Hurt? I mean, like, John Hurt is the considered war the War Doctor. So his, his storylines are all going to mm-hmm. take place in his timeline, um, outside of what you saw in the Doctor Who uh, movie that he was in, the... Uh, what was what was the name of the movie? The fiftieth anniversary. Oh, anniversary. Yeah, his doctor was when it came uh, between Paul McGann's doctor and Christopher Eccleston's doctor. There, we didn't even know there was a doctor there in between there. And you're gonna get... thought it was a straight transition, but no, there was a mystery doctor in between. And that whole story is being is being told, you know, and you're going to have... out. But here's the thing: how, how like much are they going to like really go into it? Because I mean, supposedly he lived a very long time as the War Doctor. Oh yeah, well that's what I'm saying. He's getting his whole. He's getting his own. He's getting his own series. Apparently, he's going to have like his own range of audios, which means when his <laughs> when it starts out and starts in December, he's going to have his own range for however long they want to do. You do these stories, and that's going to be awesome. And then Paul McGann is getting a. Uh, the time war storyline you're going he's going to tell they're going to tell that whole story and then there's also uh David Tennant is coming back and going to be doing audios with Donna as his companion so that's going to be good stuff and they're they're just they're tying it all together it, it's going to be it's going to be wonderful um i don't know i i'm excited i'm as a big doctor who fan i i couldn't be happier with the way that they're doing things i mean it would be nice to see them get more stuff on TV with other doctors, but if this is, you know, what they're trying to do now, they, should, they really should just animate. The, they should animate some of this stuff. Like they, I, there should try, be they, should, animation. they try, you know, they tried animating some of it in the past. There were a few 
attempts by yeah, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, We're talking about what in the nineties ago, and they really didn't do, and they right. didn't I mean, turn out too well. But that, but it would be. I agree with you. It'd be nice to see, see what they need to do. They need to get Stephen Amell involved yes. in Doctor Who, and then he would get he would get that shit on the air because that guy yep. there is no telling him no. I mean, look, at, <laughs> look at what he's been able to accomplish, man. That guy, if he was Doctor Who, like they would all have their own shows and like yep. they'd all cross over. I mean, that, 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 he's not like the best actor in the world, but he no, gets no. stuff done. I mean, he even like, got his I got brother bad respect a gig. for that kid. And his brother can't even act. And he got him a gig. <laughs> I think he acts as good as he does. Uh, you're talking about the one that's on Flash, right? The one that plays right, yeah. um, Firestorm? He's yep. all right. Yeah, he's just as bad as his brother. I mean, pretty bad. <laughs> hey, hey, can I say something about Doctor Who real quick? Because I, I watched the last... Yeah. I was going to say, the first two... You know, the problem with um, this guy's Doctor Who, I noticed... Peter Capaldi. Uh, it's a, yeah, Paul McCartney. What's his name again? Paul McCartney. Paul, <laughs> Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. My bad. I'm about to about the he would have made a. He, he would have made a great McCarty. doctor. He would have made a great doctor though. Paul yeah, McCarty. dude, I'm surprised he hasn't been involved at this, in this at some point. I mean, that guy just loves publicity. So, I mean, Paul McCartney probably will pop up at some point if he's not. No, nah, he's like he's like a hundred. He's like hundred and fifty. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Kelly guy. No, but you know what? Exactly. I, I agree with with Zod that the episodes. Started off strong, like the mm-hmm. first one, part one. It's like the part one of the the, the season f- p- premiere was good, but then when you got to the second part, it just that ending just fell flat. Then you know they moved on to this uh this last two part of it they got. You know it, it seemed too much like David Tennant's episodes a little bit, just with this newer guy. So it's you know I I agree with you know I kind of got an in between for these both of these Doctor Who's mm. episodes. They're better than the last season though. I, I give yeah. it that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and and if, if the episodes are more like, I agree with you that they're more, kind of like more in line with what Tenet was doing. Yeah, I have to agree. It's 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 like well, they're here. trying to make the episodes, you know, bigger well, and, and I broader. Can why, I can see why they would do that, though. I mean, like that's kind of considered the golden age of the modern um, Doctor Who. So I can see why they would want to harken back to like that particular tone of shit yeah, but, of the show. Right. Piggybacking, on, piggybacking on what uh, Cali guy just said, though, I mean, and what you guys are saying, it, it's not really surprising. Even though the last series, the first one with uh, Peter Capaldi, uh, when we watched it, Zod, you and I even said many times that it really felt like we were watching still like Matt Smith, in a sense. Like the writing felt like it was for Matt Smith and not for Capaldi. So they're kind of doing the same thing. Now it's more David Tennant. Well, it's more David Tennant, not not like him acting like David Tennant. No, no, but the way like it's the written. tone of right. the tone of the stories, like they're doing right, right. more like like that, and and Capaldi, you know, fits more like this. Like instead, like right now, I don't really want to spoil anything for you, but right now, Capaldi doesn't have a sonic screwdriver anymore. I've heard about that. Yeah, he I heard uses that, yeah. sonic sunglasses, and it's awesome. It's funny, like because you know it's not going to stay. Forever, but it's kind of like his, like kind of like becoming like his little gimmick, and it's pretty, it's pretty hilarious actually. Like they, wait, that actually could stay because I mean that's how they come up with these things. I mean the sonic screwdriver wasn't always around, was it? No, 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 exactly. not till, not till. I remember, like, I remember like, at one point he had a, a doctor, so. yeah. Well, remember not only that, at one point uh, he also had canine, which is also yeah, well. They're talking about bringing canine back. I heard about that. Yeah, there's a possibility cool. we might see him this season. Nice, that'd be kind of cool. So yeah, I mean it's Doctor Who is definitely and and that would stay true with what they're doing where it seems like a lot of their stuff is harkening back to classic Doctor Who, which which is definitely a good thing. So 
Well, it's definitely a good sign because I mean, uh, the last series, the last series. I mean, while it felt like some of the writing was more, you know, a Matt Smith era Doctor Who, it, it just like it, the storylines were flat. I mean, it didn't really feel like a Doctor Who series. No, it felt like they were going a little bit too dark in the first season to me. A little just, too dark, but the writing was really like it was sillier than you would expect for a Doctor Who in some in some places. Uh, they hearkened way too much on the whole romance between Mister Pink and Claire and that whole nonsense. So there was a lot of stuff in there that really just there was a little too much. Not was that the boyfriend guy that everybody hated so much? I hate that guy. That's well, see, that's why they, that's why they didn't bring him. But see, that's why they didn't bring him back. They learned from that mistake. They had him for that one season, and it didn't work. So you know, he's still dead. They obviously have a better producer than the guy that read, um, produces Agents of Shield. That's good for them. <laughs> I will tell you this much: I have a feeling because now there's uh, rumored. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, saw the post recently. Uh, there's a big. Uh, there's big talk that. They're going to, there's going to be a new spinoff to Doctor, yeah. Who, Doctor mm-hmm. Who taking place at the school where Claire works, which has been the same school that you know has been around since the beginning of the show. I have a theory that we might see Claire exit the show uh, with the Doctor, you know, this after this series. But she's going to get her own spinoff series, and that's going to be her show with Mister Pink, and it's going to be the worst romantic comedy ever on. Uh, they, should yeah. back, they should bring back the unit, man. They should bring back the unit. That's. The best thing about old school Doctor Who, I love Unit, that. Got, Unit got its own audio series with Left ah, Stewart's, but... uh, yeah, no, Stewart's daughter as the as the lead, and it's a really good series. You should check it out if you're interested, Johnny. Good stuff. They should they should like get Madhouse to start doing animes for him, like Doctor Who anime. That'd be oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I, I would totally be interested in that. That would be awesome. So, Johnny, you've been uh, looking around the uh, internet for news. I saw you had a bunch of stuff that you posted on the uh, chat earlier. Um, anything in particular you want to bring up so we could go over tonight? Oh yeah, I mean, like first off, like you guys saw that um, that Punisher poster that they they did um, came out for at Comic Con, right? For the Daredevil season two, it's kind of like a realistic looking version of the Punisher skull. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that thing is uh, it's just Sweet. beautiful. I mean, like, I'm just, I, the screenshots and everything I've seen for season two just has me so excited, man. And, like, I know Jessica Jones is coming up next month, and I'm really excited. And, dude, David Tennant, we were just talking about him. He looks mm-hmm. badass in that. But this poster just has me so hyped because, like, you know how I feel about the Daredevil already, so. Yeah. I'm just happy that they're uh, actually doing more Daredevil stuff and uh, more uh, more stuff with the Punisher because I mean honestly after the Punisher movies flopped I thought we might never see anything with the Punisher again after Daredevil flopped or did whatever and, and that's a big mess uh, I thought we might, might never see Daredevil again in any way or form and uh, the fact that they did such an epic first season now the second season looks so good man it's it's good times right now to be a comic book fan plus this is all shared universe with the uh, big cinematic stuff Marvel's doing so that's awesome in itself which uh, I am hoping one day we see some of these guys over in the big screen on one of the Avengers or or something like that on the line well I keep reading that um uh, what's his name? Charlie Cox might show up as Matt Murdock in the Civil War movie. I would that's hope like so. Big, that's yeah. a big like, and like I don't see why Jessica Jones shouldn't because she was actually I mean, kind of like a third string Avenger before she got yeah. all kidnapped and David Tennant torches her. I guess we're gonna see all that in the show, so that's gonna be pretty interesting for people. And like I'd see her probably crossing over a little more than Daredevil because Daredevil doesn't play well with the others. Yeah, but here's the thing, you know, as a gag, it would be funny if they just showed Daredevil. Uh, show up in the cinematic universe whenever they need a lawyer and they're in court. But never actually see the Daredevil. Keep that for the TV series. Well, Just actually, have Matt Murdock as, as the lawyer. 
And and they they have done that a lot in the comics where Matt Murdock just shows yeah. up and defends people and he never actually yeah so that would that would be cool. At least you know you get to have you know the Daredevil in there somehow, but not you. That'd be cool because you don't have to focus on him as a, you know another hero to share the screen. You just have him in a quick scene as a lawyer or something. And well, people I mean, who watch the TV show will be like, oh cool, they have him on the, in the movie. Oh Lord knows, I mean like poor um poor Chris Evans as Captain America. That movie's so jam packed full of people. If they stuck Daredevil huh. in there too, I I just feel even. <laughs> I've already got um Black Panther's going to be showing up in this film. Spider Man's going to be in this film. Robert Downey Jr.'s playing the bad guy, so you know he's getting more screen time than Chris Evans in his own movie. So like I feel bad that this movie's called Captain America Three because it really shouldn't be called that. Because I don't probably- even think it's being called that at this point. I think it's just I think it's just Civil War. Yeah, it's, I think it's just Civil War, and that, that yeah. just makes it a Marvel event movie. Well, that's good rather than it was yeah. slated as Captain America Civil War, and I'm like that's, that's no. It, 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 it is that. It, it is Captain America 3, uh, Feed says. Still Captain America. <laughs> he said that like a week ago. No, it's still Captain America, but it, it's funny because you see most of the advertising and, and really they're focusing on Silver War more than Captain America in there. So, well, I, mean, I, I mean, like he is, he's going to be like a big part of one side of the thing, but it, right. it's definitely not his film. Right, right, right. No. No, I mean this is a, it, it's kind of like you know the whole B Superman and you know Batman versus Superman type of thing, and uh, yeah, it's still well, no, actually that's not really the same because yeah, no, that's not, yeah, no, Batman that's officially Superman. that's officially not Men of Steel too. So yeah, and and like the Wonder Woman's in it too, and I think we're gonna see Aquaman for like a second, but like that's just got like Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman in it. This this has like everybody from the Marvel universe. I'm hearing rumors that even people from that awful Shield show are gonna show up on it. So I mean like. If Sky and everybody's showing up on it too, I mean, like this isn't really a Captain America film. You really don't like the uh, Shield show, huh? Have you watched the uh, the new two episodes for it, Dick Man? I mean, that thing just keeps getting worse and worse. They should Marvel should just cut their losses, cancel their strict strict TV stuff, and just stick to their Netflix stuff that's actually watchable. That's sad. <laughs> what did you watch the first the, these first two episodes of Shield, Jack? No, I haven't, I haven't. I haven't watched uh, Shield in a little bit. You're so I'm not really one. To I watched it. I watched what you, it. What do you think, Cali guy? I mean, you know, I agree with you. To with... <laughs> well, I would be honest. There you go. The last episode, you know, just sucked bad. The last episode sucked on all. I, I didn't like the Wolf Gang, uh, Baron Wolf. Here's my part, man. I'm not trying to make this a Marvel topic. Yeah, I don't even... like the idea that they wasted uh, Baron uh, Wolf and Strucker. And then you're going to make him have a son. It, it didn't make sense. You say what? Well, yeah, all of a sudden they just pull his kid out. They, and he's not the swordsman like he's supposed to be, the, the, the Thunder uh, Bolt character. He's just some like lame little rich kid. I'm just. That Ward can mess with him. Like, I, he, Ward is like the lamest character in the entire world. I mean, I, <laughs> oh man, it's just I, I just get so frustrated when I watch it because there is some neat stuff if they try to actually um, evolve that, but they don't. They're just like, okay, let's just keep this about Ward and Sky because they're the most boring characters that anybody ever came up with, and they don't even have like actual ties to comic books whatsoever. So, awfulness. But yeah, back to um, back to Netflix stuff though, man. You guys been seeing those um, teaser trailers for Jessica Jones? I'm pretty hyped. I love it. Man. Yeah, love man. It. With all love the Dave Back inspired art um, brought to the big screen, looking stuff. I mean, ah, oh, so cool. Yeah, Jessica Jones is going to be pretty kick ass. And from what I understand, Daredevil is going to show up in it quite a bit, so that's pretty neat. nice. 
That's perfect. You know, I'm yeah. going to be honest with you guys. The Jessica Jones show, I, I've been a fan. I've been advocating. People could say that I'm a, 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 a Marvel Mark or whatever they want to call me. Marvelite. Yeah. You're Marvelite. Whatever yeah. they want to call me. But I've been supporting the Netflix shows for a very... I'm actually oh, excited yeah. for the Netflix, Netflix. shows. Yeah. Zod, he, 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 the Netflix guy. But the Marvel shows, though, have been really great, though. I mean... The way Daredevil looked, Daredevil, the, the the cinematography on Daredevil TV show was on point. Yep. The story was on point. Like ten hour, it was a ten hour movie. Yeah, I mean, like it that's looked- what it was. Really, that's really what it felt like, like a ten hour, like long ass movie. And I'll tell you what, any everybody that I've told to watch this because I have friends who are like not really big fans of Daredevil or big fans of comic book movies exactly. in general. Yes. And I tell them, dude, please watch this on Netflix. Get my Plex. Watch it. You got to see it. It's a great series. Every single person who's seen it tells me it's incredible. They love it. My well, nephew that- just started watching it recently, and he's not even a Daredevil fan. He didn't like the original movie. He didn't see it, really, so he, does, he has no like memory of it or anything. He's never watched it. But he's not a fan of the comics. He doesn't know the character very well. I just told him, just watch it, and, and just tell me what you think. He's mesmerized. The dude's like in love with the, 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 the story and this, this show. It's a, he says it's the best thing he's ever seen when it comes to the comic books uh, or comic book movies or TV shows. It's the, his favorite right now. He's completely well, hooked on Daredevil. The best, the best thing that they did is they really leaned on him as a crime drama character and as more of a noir character than actually right. a superhero. And then yep. that is where they really kicked the field goal. They got the two-point conversion even after scoring on this show because, mm-hmm. like... Even if you don't, you, even if you're like burnt out on the whole superhero thing, like he doesing't fly, he doesn't do anything besides kicking ass with a in a ninja suit. You know what I mean? So it's and so then, badass too. <laughs> and then and then you got the whole um, the crime drama. You got them go- going around investigating. You know, instead of just you know figuring doing figuring it out like how they do on most of the other superhero shows with their powers and stuff. No, these people actually had to go all Sherlock Holmesy and like investigate you know and the entire mm-hmm. show was them you know piecing the puzzle together and it, that's what really set it apart honestly yeah I it did if you might be chiming in that's the beauty of the marvel cinematic universe one thing yep. kevin feeds did say each marvel I... movie is broken foggy i'm sorry <laughs> foggy each movie is broken down into a genre captain america movie you could say first avenger was a you know, like Rocketeer. You could say Iron Man is the techno thriller. Then you could move on to the TV shows and say, oh, uh, Ant-Man is a heist movie. Guardians is a Star Wars kind of like movie. Even though they're based off comic books, he's broken them down into genres. So you right. see Daredevil, like Johnny broke down. It's like a hard crime genre. I forgot, and I'm a big Daredevil fan myself, and I actually forgot that this is based off a comic book. And I, and I know the characters. I'm like, this really is a cool show. The whole yep. plot. And it was unexpected. Everything in the Daredevil show, they didn't play by the rules. So I'm hoping that Jessica Jones and I know Johnny and Scorp, and I don't know if, I don't know if you guys, how much you guys are Alias fans, but I'm a big fan of the comic book Alias. So I'm hoping that you know this. And Luke I, Cage, I got into it, I got into it really late. I got into it when she was in Pulse because I thought the Alias yeah. comic book tied to that awful J.J. Abrams show with. Um, I did too. No, Martin. no. So I, I, I didn't read it at first, and then somebody turned me on to <laughs> it, and I was like, "Man, I hated that show." And he's like, "Oh, it's not. It has nothing to do with the show." And then like I, I and it is. It's great, and I don't even like Brian Bendis's writing usually, but I mean, like this is this is probably one of his best books that he ever worked on. Besides yeah, the stuff. 
Yeah, it, it is. It, it's 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 uh, but it is his best new creations for Marvel in the last, last what twenty years? Because I think the in the Marvel comics they haven't really created a strong new except for Venom. I ain't talking about Venom or some villains, or but I'm talking about like a new character in Marvel. That was the last kind of new creation because I don't think they created anything new except for like the new Spider Kid, the Black Kid that was Spider Man. Oh, Miles Morales. Um, outside they got, that, they got the new um. Miss Marvel, people really like her. The little um. By the way, there's a there's a rumor that uh, Miles Morales might come out in the uh, cinematic universe. Yeah, he'll well. probably throw him in Civil War too. <laughs> <laughs> probably. As long as they don't get Jaden to play him, I'm cool. That's all I got to say. Well, yeah, I'm that they might get, happen. I'm hoping they get Donald Glover, man. Donald Glover? Yeah. Really? I mean, I know a lot, I know a lot of the online fans wanted him, but I don't know. He's only a little older now for the, for the He's role. getting a little bit older, but did you see him? Well, have you seen The Martian yet? No, I haven't seen The Martian. I mean, I know he's a good young actor, well, but he I mean, he's, he's he may be a little Martian. too old. He might, he might be able to, I don't know. He what might about be, the kid that played well, Jake Sisko? I mean, he's probably 40 now, but I think he could play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he looks like the, when he played Jake Sisko, he looks like the comic book version of my. No, I mean, honestly, like, if he was still like Jake Sisko age, I mean, like, he would be the perfect, be perfect, <laughs> perfect for the role. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, he would, yeah. And did you guys see that Brian Cranston wants to play the man who, um, the one who knocks, who is a very classic uh, Marvel villain, which I think is great since DC completely passed him over for two roles that he would have been brilliant for. He might as well mm-hmm. be a Marvel villain because he acts too good to actually be in a DC film, if you ask me. So, Boy, the only thing I, in DC that I could see him in and I really wanted him for was, of course, Commissioner Gordon, which I thought he was born to play. He could have been a young, great Lex exact- Luthor. He could have been. He like, could have been a good Lex Luthor, but he really Commissioner Gordon. I think would have been the role no, for I mean, him. But, like that, you know, that would have been a field goal and a half. You know what I'm saying? You get him as Commissioner Gordon. You put Billy Zane as Lex Luthor, and hey, I'm there opening night. But of course, they didn't do that. And the red I'm boy- the the red yeah, now, now I'm boycotting the movie. <laughs> That's what happens. I, I don't know. I'm just too into the red capes are coming. Like I, Zod sees all my memes that I have for that dude. I just oh man. Yeah, I those are, great. I can't. I can't wait to see it, regardless of how good or bad it's going to be. I'm just. I want to see this thing because it just looks like if it's going to be if it's going to be really good, it's going to surprise a lot of people. And if it's going to be real bad, it's going to be a train wreck that you're not going to be able to take your eyes off of. Well, I'm gonna there's talk- not going to be, there's not going to be any in between with this Batman versus Superman. Either it's going to be really great or it's going to be really bad. So and put it like this. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be better than fantastic four. Oh, well, that's, that's like, yeah, not well, saying that's much. Given, <laughs> the, the, tra- the, trailer for, the trailer for Batman vs. Superman is better than the Fantastic but, but Four. I don't know, guys. Like, you the, know. like, the, like the first 45 minutes of Fantastic Four, if it wasn't called Fantastic Four, it could have been an all right movie. I mean, Chronicle 2. It was, it was pretty <laughs> interesting until they, until they teleport and come back, and then it, that thing just completely fell apart. So I mean, because I, I that's give it props for no, no. Look, if you watch that movie, you could tell that somebody in in the uh, production was actually starting off right, and then somewhere along the way, somebody came in and messed the entire thing up. And the first somebody is the director, Josh Trank, and the second somebody is the studios who came in and destroyed the entire thing. I completely think this was a train wreck, not his fault. I think it was the studios that came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe the rumors that a second director came in at one point and shot some stuff without him even knowing it. There's rumors about that. Uh, they, you know, the final cut of the movie is nowhere near what I, he wanted to do. Uh, the script I don't think it's was, a rumor. You know, I think it's pretty much clarified that 
like yeah um they he showed him his film and they hated like the last hour of it that's why they did the whole jump to a year later i guess like right. that entire part of the film was not shot by him and like they, i forget who they said they had come and do it but so a lot wasn't of people it matthew think, vaughn they had some intern come in and no do it wasn't it. matthew vaughn matthew vaughn <laughs> Matthew Vaughn put money into it and everything, but like I don't think that he because if he directed it and it came oh out that God. shitty, I, I I don't believe it. Did you see the Kingsman? Did you? Oh see, my, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, if that was his directing, geez. Yeah, I mean, he's fallen a long wow. way since the, for real like, earlier this year with the Kingsman because that's one of the best movies of this year. I mean, that movie is insanely awesome. So uh, to think that like he came out and did, um did that Fantastic Four as well. It's just, that's ridiculous. Yeah, he just phoned it, phoned it in. He had a free, he had a free evening, so he came free in. Free weekend, and, uh, and it's like, sure. Yeah, yeah it was like, it was a break, and a couple beers, and decided, hey, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot this, these reshoots. But you know what, though, with the Fantastic Four, because you guys know I'm still boycotting that, but, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, I, I knew it was going to be that way. I predicted it. Oh no! Show, I, I, I think everybody knew that Jackal was the only person that thought it looked good. <laughs> well, I was, I was being optimistic. Saw that it looked like a Nolan movie. It's like, yeah, man, look at those Nolan effects. That's it's beautiful. <laughs> you know what it is? So Fox, I'm, and I know this is conspiracy. So anybody listening in the audience, do not take what I'm about to say. It's the Freemasons, they did it. Yes, <laughs> conspiracy theory one on one. Fox did this on purpose so that Marvel could look bad. I really do think. No, they did it. They did it so that Marvel could get the rights back to. That's, ri- to that's ridiculous, Cali guy. Because Marvel doesn't. Marvel's canceled the Fantastic Four comics, and they're going out of their way to to belittle the X Men as much as possible. So I don't see how like this could come back on to make. Well, here the only way that I could see that being a valid um, argument or, or a valid um, theory uh, would be if they were so hell bent in destroying the product that is the Fantastic Four. So even if it goes back to Marvel, nobody will be interested ever in watching exactly. another Fantastic Four movie because this will be a, an ultimate way to hurt Marvel. And I actually do think there could be something to that because guess what? You know, look look at the situation here. Uh, what did Fox lose recently that was huge for them for the last forty years or thirty years plus? Star Wars, right? They lost Star uh-huh. Wars to Disney, who owns Marvel, right? So now Fox has this property, the Fantastic Four, that Marvel wants back. Maybe Fox is like, you know what? This movie probably is going to suck anyway. Let's run it even more and stick our middle finger to Disney and the entire Marvel company for what they took from us, which is Star Wars, which is probably going to make a billion dollars at the box office. And Fox is not going to see a penny of that. So maybe there's some validity too. Yeah, but, to but they poured movie. a whole hundred and forty million dollars into that. I mean, that that that's yeah, but they'll eventually of... yeah, but eventually they'll see that money back. They'll they'll break even. So I mean, you know, yeah. it might take a few uh, years. You know, that Fantastic Four movie? Are you kidding me? Have you no? They'll break even. No, they'll break even. No, they'll break even. They'll break even. They'll break even. They'll break even. Believe me, they will. And let me Go tell ahead, you Gavin. why too. Jack was right because it'll break even with DVD sales. Even though it right. sucked on at the movie many people is going to be either going to. Blu-ray sales and so streaming, yeah. And two, the yep. Fantastic Four, right? Still, and you know what? Too is a second. See, they know that Marvel and Kevin Feige. See, like they Marvel kind of, and this is one small criticism of Marvel. They sold their souls to get Spider-Man. Yep. Uh, Fox knows that. They know that Marvel sold their soul to get Spider-Man. So they figured one in the Fantastic Four, maybe they could get some things out of Marvel in the next couple of years because. You're going into phase four because I'm one of the people that believe that Marvel could go into phase five. I think a lot of people say that it's not going to keep going, but it's going to keep going. So down the road, 
Fox, uh, Disney's going to need Fox again because they're going to need either the X Men or the Fantastic Four. So right, Fox is caved on per- Fox movies purposely trash their own movies so that Marvel could come back to them, get anything they want, and hold that. Uh, property franchise, just like what they're doing with the X-Men. X-Men makes money, though. They can't really get away with that with the X-Men, but they sure can get away with that with the Fantastic Four. But mark my words, Marvel... Is that, is that, why, you think, is that why you think the new X-Men movie looks so much like the comic books that they're trying to cater to Marvel in, in some kind of capacity? Because if you look at the other, like, seven X-Men movies, they've gone out of their way to make it look so completely different, but then when you see stuff for Apocalypse, it actually looks like stuff from an X-Men comic. I mean, they're actually... The well, yeah, it really does. It does, but let me answer that. I, I mean, I have a theory, again, it's not what I'm saying, it's not fact, but I think with the the new X-Men movies. It's, that's part of the reason, but I really do think that X-Men makes money. Let's get it. I, I agree with you, Johnny. The other X-Men movies were like the comics. I do agree with you on that. But still, it's made money. People still want to go see it. Fantastic Four really never did that well on the screen. So that's where you have your difference at. Kevin Feige is good with turning C-list Marvel characters into big box office gold. Look at Iron Man. So they knew that they really wanted the concept to the Fantastic Four, whereas the X-Men is like Spider-Man. Both those franchises, whether they were Marvel or in other companies, they make money. So it looks, they're going to make X-Men look as good as they need to make it because it's still going to make money. People love the X-Men versus the Fantastic Four. So that's why they're making it a little polished up a little bit and cleaned up a little bit so that they could continue on with that franchise fantastic four wasn't really just like daredevil when it was over there it wasn't they weren't doing that with neither well, franchise so i, I just if think that's fox, what it is. if fox had brains in their heads at all they would put fantastic four on tv they throw a little money into that they they, they put up they they put under that that silver age cornball family friendliness man yep. that, that would be the biggest superhero show like that they, they do it like how um dc's doing that flash show it would ru- it'd rule the airwaves man like that would be a huge tv show not, not only that look it. honestly the Fantastic Four, I think, would play better for TV than for the big screen. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They got, they got that kind of charm. They yeah. Got that, they got that TV hokey, a heart connection <laughs> yeah. um, type of family vibe goofiness. You know what I mean? Honestly. I think Marvel Studios should take it. But you know what? I think Marvel Studios should get it. I, I really do think Kevin Feige would know what to do with the Fantastic Four. Well, we're, lo- we're losing you, Cali guy. We're losing you. You're breaking up, Cali guy. You're breaking up, guys. Actually, we got to hit a we got to hit a commercial break and uh, Cali guy, Cali, Cali guy, relax. Uh, we got to hit a commercial break. When we'll be back, we'll be right back in a couple minutes, and hopefully, we can get Cali guy's uh, sound there sounding good. We'll be right back on the roundtable show. Shout out to Mark Moonet for this beat. <laughs> Five million girls. Five million girls. I'm selfish, right? Five million years of me cause coming, 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 coming. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom-built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 
954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man of steel and more supermanhomepage.com here's a riddle for you what do the california gold rush of the 1850s secret societies coded messages mysterious 19th century flying machines and an early 20th century outside artist named charles a a delshaw all have in common the secrets of delshaw by dennis crenshaw and pete navarro go to www secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fellow. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. back on tonight's episode of the Roundtable Show. So, all this Marvel talk, guys, this is 
This is what it is. I guess it's because we're super duper excited for what's well, to I come. Do, I do have some positive DC news, Zod. If you, if you, if oh, you that'd be great. Yeah, if we can go for some DC stuff, huh? Warner Brothers has completely signed off on doing this animated um, uh, Killing Joke movie R rated, and we, and we already know that um, Mark Hamill has signed on to do the voice for the Joker for this. So, like this sounds. And phenomenal. apparently, apparently, Kevin Conroy is in it too. From what I heard, he's going to be Batman. So that's going to be amazing, for real. And like they, they signed off, it's going to be R rated, which that means like they're not going to edit anything out of this. Um, I don't know how short it's going to be because I mean, like the Killing Joke, like I could read that book in like I don't know, like five minutes. So five I don't know minutes, how. Yeah, it's not a it's not a uh, long story unless they're planning on fleshing it out animated because normally these animated films are about seventy five minutes. And they might as well. I mean, like, I was watching um, Alan Moore talk about it the other day, and he said that it's, like, one of his lesser works, and he, he really hates it as one of his properties. So, I mean, like, they, they all they're going to do is, like, make him cry a little more. And, like, everybody knows that, like, it's not hard to get Alan Moore to start crying, so. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? But, but you guys you know what? With Alan Moore hating that, it's not really his creation. A lot of people doesn't don't know that Killing Joke was, like, you know, that was something, I forgot who, who drew that, I forgot who drew, uh, Brian Boland, but, Brian Boland, yeah, but he drew that, and he's seen sketches already, and so he came in with the story, so it's not like one of Alan Moore's, like, something that he came up with, like, Watchmen, Watchmen is something that he came up with, with his imagination, a lot of Constantine stories, so it's not, Watchmen, I mean, Killer Joke is, a lot of fans don't even understand, that's not really, like, something that he gets really crafted up himself, so, you know, that it just like whatever happened to the man of tomorrow, that the last Superman stories, he didn't really come up with that. DC was already gonna do something with that project. It's kind of weird comic bookish type lore. But if we'll go back they could just Google it up, you know, more than really Oh no no yeah, it was basically like a mandated um, story. They yeah. went, they came to him. They're like, we we want to kind of do a book like this. Are, are you interested in writing something like that for us? You know, I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, so that was the same with killing. Joke, Killing Joke was more mandated than anything else, so it wasn't like something that he just really just came up with on his own. And that's why the story is so short too. It's a very short. I never, I don't be honest, just gonna shock you guys. It's gonna be controversial. I'm about to say, but I, I never really cared for that origin story for the Joker anyway. I, I never cared for it. Uh, people, DC started using that storyline for t- almost two decades to justify. Oh no, no, yeah, it's it's pretty much the canon Joker uh, origin um, that they use now. And I hate that they use that because it's like when Moore came up with that concept in DC, it was like for the Batman 89 movie. And it's not really canon for Joker's origin anyway because before that, Joker's origin was like unknown. So they saying that Joker was this comedian. And I just don't see a man with all this criminal mastermind stuff being yeah, you know, some yeah he was he was just a dipshit whose brother or his cousin was a was a gangster and he got mixed up and like he was just supposed to be the diversion and yeah and like but now he's some mastermind it's like okay did the chemicals do that to him or are you gonna explain that a little yeah bit or what? <laughs> yeah i agree that's why i never liked that story i tell people that people get back because they like it's the bible of joker stories it's well, like, it's Alan a Moore story. wrote it 
Oh, you, Alan Moore, you know, and it's just like, yeah, and Alan Moore has written some horse shit in his time. Like, go read a lot of his image books that he did in the 90s, like his Supreme or his Wildcats. I mean, like, those books were actually drawn by Rob Layfield. You're going to see the biggest contradiction in the world. Alan Moore, the biggest name of writers, and Rob Layfield, the biggest joke of art. Well, I mean, regard, regardless, you have to admit that this animated film is going to be fantastic. No, it's going to I mean, be I mean, I mean, I mean, they're not going to, it'll probably be the the best selling DC animated film ever, which is what they need to do. Because after they made The Dark Knight Returns and they did it so well, I didn't. I, I was like, I think they're done with these animated movies. I don't know how they can improve upon this. I mean, what, so what they, are you? Gonna... They can they can change the um, art style and stop drawing it like the old Bruce Tim comics and actually darken them up because like that's the one thing that kind of pisses me off because like I really liked. The year one, I like the tone of it, but oh, everything's so yeah. bright and shiny, and it looks like the old 90s cartoon, and it's like, you can't make this story look like that. It, it doesn't look right like that. You got to make it look like Dave Mazzalucci's art from the, the actual comic book. You got you to gotta use darker tones. You got you to gotta put bigger edges on the characters, man. You can't make them look all, hey, I'm Bruce Conroy playing Batman. You know, it's like, <laughs> these, these, are, these are dark. No, you know what movie I watched over the weekend? Speaking of Bruce well, Tim, no, 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 no. I, over the weekend I watched Mask of the Phantasm again. And that is such a great, great film. It still holds up even today. So, I, you know me, and you know how I, I usually dismiss DC, but I, I will say this without a doubt. You cannot go wrong buying a DC animated film. I mean, like, honestly, no. That it's not a waste of money any time, any way, except for maybe that Aquaman movie. But aside from that one, like nine times out of ten, you buy in a DC animated film, you're gonna you're gonna have one hell of a quality. Good quality, yes, yes. You know what? Shoot up a Johnny, Johnny. Yeah. All Batman movies. See, I remember that. All the reason why they done so well because those Batman is the face of DC Comics. Come on, he's the face of the old company. Yeah, yeah, so but I mean, nine times out of ten. They started off with doing rooms really silly movies like Zod was talking about, Mask of yeah. the Phantasm and Sub-Zero. But then when they did Red Hood and they that actually took a comic book story, a really hard-edged, badass comic book story, and they turned it into one of their movies. I mean, that really just turned the page. And like after oh, yeah, that, we got New, Front, got New Frontier and we got um, Doom and like all the really cool broody stories, I just wish that the they would switch the art style up a little better so it matches the tone of these films. Uh, aside from that, I think that they're wonderful. I, I really Flash enjoyed it. was good. Yeah, because Flashpoint was good. Flashpoint it, was good. It, it was all right, but it was still Flashpoint, which was kind of a bootsy-ass event. But yeah, I mean, I, I really liked the Crisis of Two Worst movie better, New Frontier better than Flashpoint. But, you know, Flashpoint was fine for what it was. Well, you know what, though, with Flashpoint? I, you know what? Flashpoint was more like the. It, it, you know what? It was. I like the comic books better than than the cartoon, but it was pretty decent for like an alternate dimension DC uh, uh, a movie. Well, I agree with you. The, the the Earth, the two Earths ones, that was good too. But they modified a lot of those stories, so they made it better. Yeah, the two Earths one. I, I the two Earths one. I was confused with where they were going with that one. I was kind of like, well, I don't know. The Joker one, but you know what? Killing Joker is going to be different too, though. Killing Joke, they're going to modify that story. They're going to probably well, they're gonna add have to, otherwise things. it's going to be like three minutes long, dude. I mean, like, that, yeah. that graphic novel's like, what, maybe 75 pages the longest? I, I forgot. I haven't read that in years. I, I mean, like, honestly, like, years. feel it. You, you, uh, if you got the old paperback version like I got, like, you pick that up, it feels like two issues, basically. It's light. It's real, 
real light. Yeah, the book is real, real light. It's like one hard. I don't know if you ever read the unauthorized biography of Lex Luthor. It's around the same length as that. I don't know if any of you guys remember that or read that, but that's it's like the same length as that. You know, I agree with you. It's like less than two issues or like a free comic book giveaway type book. You know, it's it's real light, but I think yeah, the cartoon is going to be great annual, though. Basically, yeah, no, it's it's like I said, like it's going to be one of these animated films, and it's just going to be great to see it go completely R rated. So you're going to see like. Barbara Gordon gets shot in the stomach, and you're going to see her bleeding out. You know what I mean? They're not going to candy coat that like they do in the normal thing. But I'm also going to be interested to see what that looks like in Bruce Tim art. You know what I mean? Like somebody bleeding out, because it's just going to be so contrary to anything else we've ever seen. That's going to be epic. Oh, yeah. Well, well see, like I said, I kind of feel like The Dark Knight Returns was kind of what kind of their you know, testing to see how far they could go with the PG-13, and then they realized, well... For Killing Joke, we're going to have to go deeper. I, and, I, and, you know, I'd li- after that, I'd like to see them do Nightfall. I think, I oh, think, Jesus, it's, I think no. it's time to do Nightfall because they, you know, they haven't the done it. Nightfall is in comic book history. After the first arc, that book is just makes no sense. It's just terrible. Oh, Are you yeah. just talking about doing the first part of Nightfall? Because maybe, like... maybe just do the first part. I mean, it was, you know, the first part and then kind of, well, they would have to do the, in order to get it to fit within the 75 minutes and not have to stretch it into two, they would have to do like the first arc and then just condense, you know, the ending. And that, that, and that, that would be fine because like you said, a lot of the arc was, was bad, but that first arc was really good. So, and you know what? Skip Night I, Quest. Are they gonna- yeah do is do like they did death of superman remember how they did death of superman cartoon they they that was actually better than the comic books but well yeah because it took out all the it took out all the unnecessary crap and you know yeah, all, all the other stuff with the, the the rest of the justice league having to fight their fights and stuff yeah they just trimmed all that out you know like why did you have to read about why why are you caring about what maxima is doing like nobody even knows who maxima is nowadays you know she's not a justice league character that's been written about like in what 20 years at least so about 20 yeah, yeah about 20. <laughs> since that happened since that arc you know well, i don't i don't know why i mean like dc needs more hot redheads and green outfits but i mean like yeah maxima for some reason she got the cut big time but she was really happening in the death of superman because i was just really looking through my graphic and i'm like who the hell is maxima you know like where did she go <laughs> she did have one episode of smallville though i thought that was kind of cool I was like, yeah they do you know what with dc they get rid of they they retone their universes i mean i, I like the flash show and arrow show i do like those shows Oh no, their, but, their TV stuff is like what they got going on, like that oh, their animated series and their car, their video games. But their comic books, dude, this whole DCU relaunch with the, with the Transformer bat eared Toyota Yaris Batman in the robot. <laughs> It's just no, he does. He looks like a Transformer that transforms into a Toyota Yaris. It's the most pathetic Batman I've ever seen, and the it fact that. It's, suck. And then like I look at I I got the first Black Canary comic, and I'm reading, and I'm just like, wow. This is this is Spider Gwen just with the black canary. Wow, she actually even sings in a punk rock band. And wow, look at the color scheme; it's blue and purple. Where have I seen this before? I mean, honestly, like you get the black canary comic, and you'll just be like, "Wow, this is wow. This this looks just like Spider Gwen." But you Way know to why they're they doing that? They're doing that because of you know that's the problem with with TV shows and movies because something gets popular there. They try to make it look like the because I had the problem with Green Arrow because I'm a big Green Arrow fan. So I had a problem when they did the 52 Arrow because they try to make it look like Green Arrow from that TV. And I like the Arrow show. Get it twisted. I love Arrow show, but 
I didn't want to see that in the comic book. I didn't want to see Diggle. I didn't. I don't think he needed a Diggle in the comic book. I didn't think that they had to do a Thea Queen in the comic book and start really modifying it because. I mean, I know that he's kind of stale. Green Arrow was always kind of stale in his books, but to try to make that into his comic books made no sense. That's almost like they Tony did Stark. that. Yeah, they did. They put Diggle in the comic book. They put Diggle in there. Was that, put... was that when Jeff Lemire was writing? Because I actually wanted to check. That's out when Jeff stuff. Lemire. Yeah, when he took over the book, which was which sucked. They started incorporating wow. the TV. They because I, incorpor- I was, I was actually going to check it out because Jeff Lemire was writing Green Arrow, but like that's that sucks if it sucked. Yeah, DC mandated that. Well, I don't know about this year, but I know the last time about Green Arrow was in. 20- oh no no no! I I picked up so many tra- issues of the DCU trying to read it, and yeah. I don't know. A lot of the number ones really pissed me off with that half page Twix ad. I'm just like, oh man, that. I, I don't know why that just. Really oh, I didn't make you want to get a Twix, there, Johnny. I mean, that's... no, I'm boycotting Twix. <laughs> and talks, man. I mean, like, I'm, glad, I'm glad that they're drawing the line at two ninety nine. But to tell you the truth, I pay three ninety nine for an Image comic, and there's no ads whatsoever in the entire fucking issue. So I mean, that's I, true. I, what the one dollar is not going to break my piggy bank, and I'm getting a better comic book without any ads whatsoever, especially not half page ads that cut off and make the panels all tiny. Oh, man, I hated that so bad. Like I, just, I love the I, Twix gooey inside. You know, <laughs> crunchy nuggets. I, Twix is a wonderful so candy bar, but mm. like when, when I'm getting the all-new all um, Section 8, Garth Ennis, John McRae comic, and I'm reading it, and like all of a sudden like there's this half page where half of my story is taken up by some dude eating a Twix, and I don't even know who the hell this celebrity is even supposed to be. Nick something, and I'm like, Oh man, I wanted to just crumple up that book and kick a field goal with it, man. I just like ah, DCU is the awfulest relaunch they've ever had. I mean, people go it on is. about it's how bad New Fifty Two was. I'd take New Fifty Two back in a second to get rid of this. So wait a minute, now now we hmm. the New Fifty Two is a completely dead continuity now. You didn't know that? Yeah. No. It's over. They, re- they rebooted the reboot. It's called oh, DCU now, and it's called. <laughs> Y-O-U. Isn't That's that why they were showing all those pictures. See, I haven't been reading, I hadn't been reading the DC comics in a while, and I, I you know, I kind of stopped, and like, so now that that's what they were talking about with Superman wearing the black t-shirt? I mean, I... Yep. Wow. They gave you the original Superman back. They, they gave you the original um, Superman back pre-52, so you got Superman that's married the lowest again. The continuity but, before Flash. But does he have his underwear on his outside? The costume, I don't know. I don't know. The costume isn't the same, though. Isn't it like a t shirt and something? Yeah. I haven't no. seen it. T shirt and underwear. He doesn't wear it. pants at all. Wow. The fans would, but the, you should make all the anti 52 people happy because now they got a pre, pre, uh, what's that? A pre Flashpoint Superman again. They got that back. So yeah, they got that back. But the rest of the lineup, man. Oh, it's just we, all the characters are changed so much. Like everybody's either gay or black now. I mean, that's like, it. It's weak. It's very weak. And, you everybody's know, black. Oh no! No, no they're, they're trying to cater to like transsexual people and and um people of color, but they're not making like actually characters that um new characters that are transsexual or of color. No, they're like okay, we're gonna make Power Girl a Black tranny, and it's just like okay, that's not going to make anybody happy. Hold on, they they got a, they got a black tranny in this thing now. That's crazy. No, she's not a tranny, but she is black. But there <laughs> oh, are. I think oh. Kayla Jenner deserves to be a superhero. That's crazy. 
But like wow. so many, <laughs> but so many characters are like gay or like transgender now and stuff. Like oh, black. DC's got yeah or like yeah. But like it's not like you know how in Marvel like you know Captain America is black now, but it's not like they made Steve Rogers black. No, they made right. They the, just right. Uh, Falcon Falcon, is not, the Falcon yeah. is Captain America now. So right. like DC didn't even do that. They're like okay in this new iteration. Karen Star is black. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not like some new character. It's. it's I don't the... understand that though. But you know what though? I don't understand. This is the thing I don't. Under... Even with Marvel, as much as I, and I'm African American, I don't understand changing the nationalities of big characters. This create new characters. You don't need race. to make black Captain America. I, I didn't right. even care for the Falcon being Captain America because Falcon was unique. Being Falcon, why? Yes, right. definitely. Yes. I agree. Yes, yes. I, I, I like the as Falcon. That's what made me read him back when I was young. I still love Captain America now, but like they're U.S. agent because you had different Captain America. You had the U.S. agent who was Captain America. You had Winter Soldier who was Captain America, and then Falcon was a superhero on his own. You didn't need to turn him black. I'm just. It was just dumb to me. Uh, War Machine. That's like with War Machine and Iron Man, but War Machine. Was a different character. Uh, Rhodes was always, a, even though he became the Iron Man at one point in the eighties. I never read it, but he still was. Tony Stark was a, a color change, but trying to please one group of, of an audience this doesn't make sense to but, just change. But, Cali guy, but I mean, like, but it's still like the the, the Falcon is. He's not. He's but he's not like Steve Rogers. They got the Falcon to be Captain True. America. Unlike what DC's doing, you know. I mean, like it, it might not make everybody happy. I mean, I know there, there's a lot of people that are pissed at the Falcon as Captain America, and I'm just like, dude, give it till the next relaunch, and Steve Rogers will be back. Or even I just want to make it. Let me ask you this, Johnny. Why didn't he just make another guy uh, create a new African American character, and then let him become Captain America? Just give him a cooler origin. Why couldn't Falcon just be Falcon? I. Just well, I agree. Why yeah, you can say, you, yeah, he's not he's Captain America, but you're losing Falcon. Well, it, it, losing it, Falcon. Yeah. yeah, this is the thing. He's still Fal- Falcon in the movie universe, so maybe you think he'll eventually be. Yeah, but Falcon. eventually, I think Captain well, America, it, it might be the Winter Soldier might become Captain America well, first. Well, the one thing I got to tell possible. you is like, um, Reminder. I am a big Rick Reminder comic book of a fan of his writing, but his run on Captain America has been completely weak. And like him trying to follow up what Brubaker did when he made um, Bucky Captain America with the Falcon, I think it was really just like him trying to do what Brubaker did all over again. But I, I, it just was stupid. I, I agree. Like, but it, I think it's better than what. DC's doing with um, coloring their characters because I mean I, I'm not against I'm not uh, them having superheroes that are colored like some people are but I think that like you're saying Kali guy they should create new characters you know what I mean like you know like oh wow we need you know a- you know what it is the thing is it worked so well with Nick you know uh, Nick Fury and uh, Samuel Jackson taking over that that role and changing the character completely you know it worked so well there then you know now a lot of them are saying well you know maybe it'll work here or work there. Um, you know, it's happened before, even in the past, where characters have changed races and nobody's really noticed it as well. Well, Nick Fury, um, remember, Nick Fury was the Hulk. Right, yeah, he was a white guy. So look, <laughs> well, even for example, even for example, Bl- look, look, for example, Blade, who is uh, traditionally an African-American character, Blade was even uh, portrayed once as a white character in, a, in one of the com- in one of the animation uh, one of the cartoons. Yeah, yeah, he was. Well, but, uh, so, I mean, that's happened before where they've changed well, that, that, characters. That holds water a little bit, but, I mean, like, 
in the six um the Nick Fury in the Ultimates is black, but in the six one six there is a black guy called Nick Fury who's a Shield agent, but there's also still the white Nick Fury too. The other guy's just like Coulson's right. best friend, and he's a he, he is a Shield agent that's African American guy with an eye patch, but he is not like the Nick Fury. He is just like a guy Nick named Nick Fury. Fury too, which is uh, kind he's of Nicholas. He's like Nicholas J Fury. Like if you read Secret <laughs> Avengers, where, where that character—it's it's a really, funny, it's a really funny character. Um, so just, yeah, this well, is this is my friend Nicholas Fury. <laughs> uh. Well, see, here's the thing though with Nick Fury with changing him. Not a lot of people knew that character, right? And then Nick Fury's history was easy to kind of, and he was ultimate. So yeah, and he was ultimate. So it was easy to kind of give Nick Fury a different history. You. Kind of can repackage that. Like Batman, he shouldn't make black. I, that's just obvious. Batman shouldn't be black with Superman. He shouldn't leave them the regular races. Uh, Spider Man shouldn't be black. I agree with Stanley on that. I'm one of the people that's going to say that. Um, did Stanley actually say that? That, uh, that like Spider Man. Oh, no, did uh, Stanley actually said that Spider Man should not be black? Yeah. He Peter did, Parker should yeah, Racist. He's racist. He's not, he's not against Miles Morales, but he doesn't think that they should ever make Peter Parker black, is what he said. Or gay, he said. Black. And he's right. Because when he created Peter Parker, he was creating many races of kids, different races right. all over the world, like Spider-Man still. They didn't care about his color or nothing like that. Exactly. So, yeah, when, so it's, when it's I drew a, Peter Parker back in the 60s, we, we didn't have homos or black people back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, he is 92. I mean, he's been around since the Great Depression. Stan Lee created Black Panther, though. He did give you black superheroes. Yes, he created Black Panther. He created Wakanda. He created uh, Falcon. They created the Falcon together. And Stan Lee gave you Gabe Jones. So Stan Lee and Jack Kirby gave you African American characters. Uh, so Marvel has been really good with that. But I just think Ted changing the nationality to Hispanic, gay, black, black, Asian just doesn't make sense to me because you got it takes away the uniqueness of the characters and kids all over the world like Superman. They like Superman. Why? Because he's Superman. They don't care about his race or anything like that. So. You know, um, but, um, it's just is like there's only one comic book where you can constantly make new characters of different color and races, and they're usually just accepted and people like them. And that's the X Men, and not everybody reads the X Men, but that's the only book that I know where like they could just like, okay, we're coming up with new characters, and yeah, this guy he's going to be a gay Latino, and this chick she's going to be black, and she's going to be badass, and like they're just they come out and they're accepted, and they're characters that people just all, all, all either like or dislike, and they they to get kept or get killed off but the x-men is the only book i know that like where that they just have a constant influx of new characters where like they're able to play around with stuff like that with normal 616 books and um new 52 books like people want to read the like you said people want to read superman they don't okay there's this new guy and like oh he's he's interesting he's black he's gay um i'm gonna read superman you know then that's the mentality of these people they don't want to give anything new the new 52 is a it was a prime example of that. DC tried to come out with all kinds of new books at the beginning of that launch. Nobody read them. And by the time the New 52 got relaunched, we all we had was Justice League-related books with all Red Lantern, Green Lantern, uh, Wonder Woman. There's like five different Batman comics at the time. You know what I mean? Bat Superman, three books. But there was nothing like new or innovative coming out of DC anymore. Everything was just back to standards. And that's kind of the same way Marvel has to play with it, too, because they tried. They came out with the new Latino Ghost Rider and stuff like that, which was actually a really fun comic. I love the all-new Ghost Rider, but I guess I was the only one. And, you know, and like now we're probably going to get back to having, you know, um, Johnny Blaze or Dan Hold on, no, no, we, they had, there was a Latino Ghost Rider? 
Yeah, yeah it was. When, yeah. when did this happen? Uh, with, when the all-new stuff happened, he had a car instead of a uh, motorcycle. He was a really cool character, too. Robbie Rodriguez. Wow. I think his name was. Robbie Rodriguez? That's messed up. That's racist. Well, he was he was, a, he was from L.A., man. He was a Mexican. Hola, Levato. Soy el, el hombre que maneja la motocicleta. Much. Well, basically, it was it, it was very fast in the El fantasma right? del fuego. Like, like, lots of cars with, like, lights on the bottom of them and shit, you know, but I had yeah. fun yeah, speaking of Fast and Furious, uh, did you guys heard who's going to direct the new Fast and Furious movie? No, yeah. who's directing? F. Gary Gray, the director of Straight Outta Compton. I just hope oh, he does right. cool. I just really? hope he does a better job than um, John Singleton, because John Singleton's one of my favorite directors, and Too Fast, Too Furious was is the worst one of the... the... Well, why you had to single out the black dude who's directing, huh? Why, why you got to be like that? I don't got to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that did Boys in the Hood, he should make the best goddamn Fast What does that got to do with anything? Though. He but did, you know, though. He... Remember John Singleton directed Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, that's he? the worst That's what one. he's talking about. I was saying that he, I, I would expect the best one, but like for some I, reason, I don't, I don't know, man. That's uh, that's hard to say because the first one was pretty bad. The second one was pretty bad. I Actually, I didn't like any of them except for like Tokyo Drift. That's the only one I kind of liked. Really? Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, I'm not really a fan of the the Fast and the Stupid like all of, I, I pretty much like all of them except for Part 2. Yeah, I didn't me. like any of them. But F. Gary Gray is a... You know what? He I might watch Black this one, though, because he's a great director. I and might actually yeah. sit through this one. He's also for directing Black Panther, man. I hella hope he lands yep. that one, too. Like, it, that's, it, that's a movie I really want to see him direct. I hope he gets yeah, people F. from Friday to be in it, man. Like... <laughs> you, you crazy know, he, you know what? I, I I agree with them getting him to direct uh, Fast and Furious because I can see he did different. I mean, he did. I, he goes back to Ice Cube videos. Uh, today was a good day. Man, started off from doing that to Friday. Singleton, you know, he he dropped. It was an average uh, of fast, but that's because they didn't have Vin Diesel no more. So that was the reason why you had yeah, that. That like I just look at the movie and I'm like. They got Cole Hauser, like the most ginger person in Hollywood. They True. dyed his hair black, and they were like, okay, this guy's Cuban. And I'm like, no, he's, he's – that's Cole Hauser. He's a ginger. I'm supposed to believe he's Cuban just because he dyed his hair black. <laughs> Come on. That's awful. Well, it's not as uh, unbelievable as, say, for example, the show Dexter where they had a Puerto Rican playing a Cuban with a Puerto Rican accent. See, I haven't seen that yet. But, I mean, like, you have to. It's pretty funny. What the thing is is, like, people will be like, well – you know, like, at least they got a Latino, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the wrong kind of Latino. Why didn't they, like, just have the character be Puerto so Rican? Why be they happier have to if they just got, like, a another ginger white guy to play him and, like, okay. No, how, how, no, no. How, how about this? How about you make the character a Puerto Rican, played by a Puerto Rican actor? Or hire a Cuban to play a Cuban character? I don't know. Then, Good like, point. Why did they or, getting or, the damn, um, oh, why did they bother getting... Getting Al Pacino to play a guy. Well, he, he, this is what I was going to say. See, you cut me off. I was about to say, or you get a good actor like Al Pacino who actually can give you a Cuban accent. He did not, man. <laughs> you know that's not no, that's not true because my brother talks just like Scarface. Hey, man. What, what, does what, he man? do it because he's a Scarface fan, or does he do it because that's actually no? It's a natural. That's natural accent. He, he really just that's the way he talks. Yeah, you got to hear my brother talk. Does he sound day. like Does he sound like Al Pacino? Or does he sound like um, Stephen? Especially Trump? when he gets mad, he's like, "Fuck you, man! I'm the host." Oh, that, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You excited for the, this um, Scarface remake? No, not at all. Speaking of remakes, I've been telling Jackal this for a couple weeks now. I've been engrossed in the uh, 
in the Breaking Bad Colombian remake Metastasis on Netflix. You guys have got to check it out. Yeah, yeah you guys have got to check it out. It is it is absolutely hilarious. Walter Blanco. <laughs> Is he actually well, that is the that? Spanish version. Yeah, yes. Spanish version. Yeah. It is Walter amazing. Blanco. It is awesome. Like you got, like it's it's somebody somebody made a comment said it's like a it's like a uh, it's like a YouTube version of Breaking Bad with Colombian actors. I said, but it's awesome. I mean, it's really well done. And in in some spots, I think it works even better than the way it, the way they did it in Breaking Bad because it makes That's sense blasphemy, because sir. Colombia is a you know is a drug. Country. So they so. Now, is it still is, is it still meth or like is it cocaine? Yeah, yeah. No, they use no. It's the blue. They do the blue meth, See, now, and now, they, now. they comment on the fact that it's that it's new to Colombia, that it's big in the United really? States, and that it's big in certain parts. And 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 they ask, well, why are you doing meth? Well, we do everything that the gringos do. <laughs> so so it's it's, it, I, I, it's epic. It really is. I I, I have to admit, I like well, it a lot. And it's tell you the, the truth. It's, what I want to see now. Is a goddamn Cuban version of Walking Dead with Ricardo Grimes oh. as the name. Caminando Muerto. Ricardo They actually remade Walking Dead. They actually remade. No, no, they, that. they should. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It's a spinoff. But they should. Oh, no, they haven't. It's a spinoff. They did a spinoff called Fear of the Walking Dead, which is not a remake. What it is, it's the story of how the entire thing started. Yes. I, I call it new cast and completely new concepts, right. and it's just it's very slow. That's very. I would rather have the Cuban version with Ricardo Grimes. How do you say "stand back, Coral" in um, Cuban, Jackal? <laughs> Oye, chico, no, no, de muevo para adelante, de para atrás, chico. His name would be Carlito. <laughs> Carlito. Oye, Carlito, de para atrás, chico. Coralito. Okay, you got to try to say it like Andrew Lee. Like, there's, there's, no way, there's no way the name Carl is ever going to be said the same by Ricardo, Gram- Ricardo Gramos. Ricardo Grimes. <laughs> Carl. But you guys, I mean, actually, any any new Star Wars news, anything? Because I know Star Wars is the countdown. Oh, there's all kinds of great stuff for Rogue One, but like for Episode Seven, they're kind of keeping a lot of shit quiet. They're, but everything that I've seen cool that's come out has yeah, all been it all quiet for Episode Seven, and then the movie's gonna get leaked two weeks before it hits theaters. The perfect date. That's the sad part. Yeah. You know, because that's what happens when a movie is kept under wraps like you, this, where you don't you have watch no- leaked films. Sodrider, oh my god, you're just you're ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god. You know what's sad though? I mean, it's two months before the movie hits, right? And the blitz has not really like fully gone crazy. Like I was expecting more stuff in the media, more talk about the movie, uh you know, more trailers out by now. Well it's been very so slow. the thing is is like Jar Jar, he's really doing what he said he was gonna do, and like I love that he's keeping this film so quiet. You know, I'm yeah, glad but two I don't months know before it, it hits, already. you know what I mean? No, I agree. But two months before it hits, I mean, I would ex- expect a little bit more. Yeah. In fact, when, remember, guys, remember, guys, two months before episode three hit, we knew everything. Like episode yeah. three, you had you had posters, you had you 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 had synopsis. Yeah, the books were out. I mean, it was incredible. Like, like you know, I, I'm hoping that this film is going to be a lot better. You know, like, oh, like, absolutely. But is that the scariest part, the fact that we still know very little about it, all things considered? No. Not really so much. It actually has me most excited about it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it goes back to, like, the original filmmaking, you know, where people went to the theaters not knowing what the hell they are going to watch. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, was, that, was, that was the great thing about, about cinema. 
when you watched the original Star Wars as a kid and you didn't know anything going in, I mean, that made it so much better, you know what I mean? And that's, I kind of like, you know, J.J. for doing this, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, at least give us another trailer, you know, give us uh, there's, something. There's one that's going to come out in the next couple of days, man. We got the cons going on right now, man, so, like, there's going to be something coming out of I'm this. I'm surprised one hasn't broken out already at uh, Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. For real? But yeah, then again, they weren't like, even weren't weren't the, supposedly that they're not represented this year at Comic Con. Were they not going up? No, no, because our Disney thing, they're at like that We Three E Three or whatever the hell that's right. Disney um, cons called. Yeah, see, that's yeah. a mistake right there too. Yeah, there's good. That, that was a mistake. I was against it. Years, man. Yeah, you know what? I was against that. People argued me down on my little radio show. I'm not mm. going to plug it, but. I was argued down by many people about Disney skipping out with Marvel, by the way, because I was I had a problem with Marvel skipping the Comic-Con this year. And people was like, well, no, you know, it was justifications on other radio shows and different people say, oh, you need to pay to go see the footage. I'm like, no, Comic-Con carried the Marvel Studios. Comic-Con carries movies, period. And it's like right. it was a slap in the comic book fan's face. For Marvel, and I, I'm not going to mention that other show that's on YouTube. Zod knows what I'm talking about. I don't want to take shots, but they was justifying that so-called, if you guys go to the, the... It starts with the A, the chain that goes with the AM. They was justifying the D23 being on... The, them having their own conference, but that was nothing but greed on Disney's part to make people pay to see footage. If you guys understand, if you know what I'm talking about, that other no, look, people... look the D23. It's fine if they're going to have a Star Wars uh, themed convention every year. That's yeah. cool, man. But don't lose track of you know taking advantage of all this other publicity you can get from all these other conventions. Still go to these things and still put put up a booth and still promote the movie there because exactly. that's a huge audience are going to be more excited now about this film. Uh, for them to miss out of this convention, let, let's say the Warner Brothers starts putting out most of their hero stuff coming out at these things and uh, Disney starts uh, to pull back from some of their Marvel stuff. That might hurt their brand. They call these things Comic Cons, but I mean, like, if you go to one and you're actually, like, looking to buy stuff, nothing exists there besides Marvel and DC. You go there and you ask even, like, for, like, a Vertigo book, people look at you and go, like, no, I don't sell indie. Just big two. But, but you, so, but like, you know what, mm, you're right. It is not necessarily. But you know what? Let me, I agree with you on that, Johnny. It is politics, but here's the thing with that. The Comic-Con, to be honest with you, the reason why the MCU worked in Phase 1 was because of the comic convention. Kevin Feige used that. The comic book fans, the mainstream general audience didn't give too less than a care about the Marvel movies. But the comic book fans on the internet, even myself included, we all carried that going into the first Avengers movie. Then you have Phase 2, the same thing happened. And then this year, you got different Marvel fans. Some Marvel, and and I admire them. But they're justifying that, oh, well, you should pay more money. They're making you people physically pay for that. People should really, I mean, if this is going to do that, I'm not going to buy Marvel stuff. But, but I mean, because to tell you the truth, though, Callie, at this point, like, right now, I, I'm really not very interested in too many of the Marvel films. I mean, aside from, like, the best thing, that news that I've heard come out, aside from the Netflix show stuff, is that they're, they finally greenlit Ant-Man and Wasp. The movie, like that, that that's the only good news. Oh man, and, I don't know, man. I'm excited about just about everything coming out from Marvel Guardians oh, of the too. Galaxy two. Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy two. That, no, no, no. These movies are going to come out in 2017 and 18 and 20. I'm talking about the movies that are coming out in the next couple of years. I mean, like, I don't really, I'm not really excited for Civil War to tell you the truth. It's going to be am. neat and everything, but I, I'm not crapping my pants over it. Like I I'm was for- pooping in my pants right now for Civil War. Are you kidding me? 
Sort of Doctor Strange. But I'm a huge. But I'm a huge. No, 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 look, when Doctor Strange I'm, comes out, like that. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I want that, Dad, like, Black Panther. Panther. I mean, I there's really a lot of good stuff coming out. I don't care about Thor three or Cap three right now. I want to see something new. I, well, I I'm not. I'm, I'm. I don't care too much about Thor three either. But Captain three. I, you know, I'm Dynasty Civil War. I'm a huge. Well, Captain I would America love fan. to see a Cap. No, I'm a huge Captain America fan too, and I'd love to see him have a solo third film. Civil War, not so much. And he's gonna, and he's going to get run, more solo run, films. They're rushing too fast into Civil War. They don't even no have way. enough characters to have a war yet. No. They they have like a civil gang fight, maybe, at this well, point. Yeah, but we but we just got done talking about earlier how they're throwing all these other Marvel characters in there for that specific purpose, so that it's so that it's well rounded. Yeah, Civil War, characters from Agents of Shield. Like, why even bother? You know, those ain't even actual. Marvel characters are just people they made up for a crap. Are you just TV assuming show. they're going to be in, in Civil War? I mean, that's not even Well, they're rumored to be in it. Just like um, Matt well, um, you believe all, Charlie you believe all the rumors? Or... you believe all the rumors are here on the internet? Yeah. Well, no, I, I know for a fact that um, Black Panther is going to be in there. And um, a couple we know of that, of course. They were on stage together. We know that part. But I mean, a, few, a few months ago. Fair, I'm not defending it, but Civil War is the Marvel's MCU's. But I, I agree with you, Johnny, on this. I like the comic book version of, of Civil War, but this movie version seems interesting because they're using the events of Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron to sort of justify. Because it's going to be really, really different. They're going to go, go well. Yeah, they before. don't have mutants, so like, there's not going to be a mutant to blow up the school yeah. to cause this, the. the... Oh, it's going to be crossbones. It's going to be crossbones that cause. Oh, this. I figured they were going to like do something crappy with the Inhumans so they can tie it to their crappy TV show. But okay. Yeah, it says crossbones. From what I heard, this is rumor, but I'm saying you must. Same More fact, rumors. but the moment is that Crossbones is going to set off the Civil War, and it's going to start from Age of Ultron. That's why you had Ant-Man. Uh, no spoilers, mm. people, if you're listening to it. It's going to be spoilers, but stuff in Ant-Man is going to go into this next movie, and Crossbones is going to set it up where they're going to have a registration act in the world that's going to be more global. So it's going to be basically sense. that. Yeah, so that's going to be the catalyst to set off Civil War. But the stuff in uh, Age of Ultron with the country being lifted into the sky, the of uh, that Soviet Union type country, that's going to be the reason why the whole world is mad. And Tony Stark is going to participate in that event and trying to make the heroes uh, be registered and all that stuff there. So that's where and Black Panther's coming in because of Age of Ultron because of Claw. So he's going to be mad about that vibranium stolen. So it's gonna all lead into that, but uh, it's, it's gonna be—it's still cool to me for the film. I—I I, I knew what it's gonna be like the comic. I, I, I don't know. I—I've—I've I've rewatched Age of Ultron a couple times now, man, and like, I, I don't know. It just—it wasn't that great, you know what I mean? And like, I coming liked off it. of that, I know it, it's—it's okay. I liked it a lot. Actually, and it's not—it's not Man of Steel bad, but it is. It's no, not, dude. Come it's, on. it's not as dude. good. As, like, it's not as good as dude, Captain dude, America. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Age of Ultron is Casablanca compared to Men of Steel. Okay. It is gone with the wind compared to Men of Steel. But to tell you the truth, the only thing that I really loved about um, Age of Ultron was the part with Ahab. And then they show how he lost his arm. I thought that that was hilarious, but the rest of the movie could have used a lot of I loved and, just about everything in that movie. I loved Vision. I loved Ultron. I loved the characters. No, I like Vision. Vision. I wish I loved the way they. I love the way they showed more of Hawk, uh, Hawkeye's life and the way oh, they included his character. Oh, I could give a character. rat's ass about... Oh, no, that was cool. It was, it was, car, it was cool character development, dude. Well, are, we gonna cool. get you know that, are we ever going to get that director's cut that's even longer? 
or I a hope so. cut, whatever. Here, here, here's here's the thing, I'm though. Remember, there, there was a big there was a big hoopla in the first Avengers where Hawkeye barely got any screen time, and even the actor was kind of upset, like you know he wasn't as important as the other actors. Apparently, he said, and uh, well, I think that's why they wrote him a bigger you know part in this one. And I like the, the the fact that he has a secret life. It shows you more of a human side of these characters, which I thought was pretty cool. And the fact that this human life kind of like saved their butts. Yeah, that didn't hurt my feelings as much, but the whole love story between Black Widow and Hulk was fucking... That was garbage. Ah, who cares? It's just a little... It took up way too much screen time. And to think think that there was like five hours and there's so much stuff that he cut out that could have been cool to keep that crap in the film. I mean, come on. Come on, Joss. I mean, I should do a director's cut. I, I agree with, you know, with Age of Ultron, I liked the movie, but I agree. It's, it wasn't like the first movie, but I wish they would put the deleted scenes in the movie. I agree. I, I don't like the Hawkeye part. I agree with that. The Hawkeye part. Yeah. Was, uh, here, here's a shocker. I actually, I actually enjoyed Age of Ultron a bit more than the first one. Really? I did, the, I did yes. the first time I saw it, but like rewatching it a couple times, it's. It's like Dude, Ultron was Iron, awesome, like and, and with Vision like was Iron awesome. Man That's Two right. with me. I don't hate the film or nothing, but it's me not too, amazing. No, Iron yeah, Man Two is garbage. They didn't expand it. I'm greedy. They didn't expand. Exactly. Yeah, That's right. Rubik's yeah. Cube fan, what's up? All right, all right. Tetris. What? Uh-huh. Oh, we're talking about the movie Pixels now, yes? Yes, well, that's what I actually it is. saw uh-huh. that, too. It wasn't as bad as... People said that that was worse than Fantastic Four, and that's bullshit. Like, Pixels was actually <laughs> like actually a funny movie. Like, I never, I haven't laughed at Adam Sandler jokes that much, like, since um, at least um, Mr. Um, Mr. Deeds. You know, it's, it's really? You, you, you laughed at anything in Mr. Deeds? That was a terrible movie. It, Really? It was better than Click. It was better than like yeah, it was better than the rest of ninety percent of the rest of Adam Sandler's crap. That he's Happy Gilmore. That was his best. About the only thing that I hated about Pixels was Kevin James, but I knew that going into watching it because I just hate Kevin James. Period. So <laughs> but, he was actually surprised. He was surprisingly good in my favorite movie of the year, by the way, uh, called Little Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. it sounds kind of that... creepy, though, bro. <laughs> and I've been uh, targeted online, by the way, by certain individuals uh, for that. Uh, being picked as my favorite movie. Apparently, some people have not watched it. They think it's a completely different movie than what it is. What, what movie again, Jackal? It, it's called Little Boy. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Talk about you used to work at Subway, and your favorite movie is mm, Little Boy. No, no, no. Cal- now, calm down now, Johnny Alpha. Calm down. It's actually a very touching story about a, a boy. <laughs> Touch. It was very little. It's a touching. It's a touching story about good a touch or bad touch. Never mind. <laughs> it could be a bad touch, depending on how you want to look at this. But it's about a little boy, right? <laughs> whose father is, oh, whose no. father is played by Michael Rappaport. So it can't be that. Oh, difficult. wow. No, no. Rap- Michael Rappaport's funny. He's awesome. Yeah. And the the little boy, uh, he has that really good connection with his father. Like his father's like his hero and stuff. And his father gets drafted into the war. It's it's a period piece set in the uh, World War Two. Also, it's the, gets... Na- it's the Nazis as the villains, right? No, actually, the Japanese. Oh the Japs. wow! Yeah. So he gets drafted into the war, and he goes off to fight in the war because uh, back then the draft, if there were two adult males in the house, uh, one would get drafted, and one wouldn't. If you know, if father and son. They're both adults. Uh, his older son is uh, refused uh, because of some medical condition, so the father gets taken and he gets sent to war. And this little kid starts, you know, coming up with different ways to try to bring his father back from the army alive. And it's just—it's a, a very touching story of how this one kid is just, you know, you know, 
depressed because his father's off fighting in the war and he befriends this Japanese old man uh, who he just take, becomes friends with him to kind of uh, it, it, like to get good karma so his dad doesn't die in the hands of the Japanese. But so what does whole, Kevin James do in this movie? Kevin James actually plays a really funny and creepy part. He plays the uh, town barber and uh, he's trying to move in on the little boy's mother uh, since the father's off at war and he thinks he's going to die. He's trying to move in on her with uh, his older kid who's actually a bully who bullies the little boy in the neighborhood. And he's trying to move in and trying to, you know, get hooked up with, get hooked up with the little boy's mom. And she's not having it because she's still in love with Michael Rappaport. That's her husband, you know. Uh, it's a very good movie. I mean, it's funny because uh, every time I mention the name, everybody giggles. <laughs> little boy, that's kind of weird. But when you watch it, it's a really good movie. So it's a very, it's, a, it's one of those movies you watch and it's like an instant classic type of movie, you know, like a Forrest Gump type of movie. Instant classic. You watch it, you're going to love it. I guarantee it. Okay, it sounds it yeah. sounds neat, and like Kevin James isn't even a big part in it, so like no, he has a very small role, and it's it's not very Kevin James like, like it's very different from what he's normally done, uh, and it, it, it's very funny, it's very effective in this role, and I don't like Kevin James either. What is it called? Fan. I could I couldn't hear you. What was it called? It's uh, Little Boy. The movie is just called Little Boy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. And after watching it, it's really uh, I gotta say the number one movie on my list this year so far. Really? Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna change in December probably most likely. (laughs) But for now, it is my top movie of the year. And come Oscar time, I would hope this movie gets a nomination. Have you watched Yakuza Apocalypse yet? Have not. Now I'm about I'm about to watch. I'm gonna actually watch that tonight before I go to bed because it looks amazing. I saw the trailer for it on Hulu and I was. Well, yeah. Immersed, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, this looks like it's going to be great. Well, it's Meat Game, man. Of course, it's going to be great. Now, now, wait, like, now, now have you seen with... it? Now, did you see it, Johnny? Or I, I, I watched like the first half hour before the show. Yeah, it, it's it is insane, man. It's it's different, dude. That's all I got to say. There's people in frog costumes and vampires and all kinds of crazy fights, man. It's it's good stuff. Wow, Indeed. cool. Now, what did you guys think of... Uh, did we, we didn't talk about The Martian already, did we? No. And I ain't oh, you mean the, no. the latest... Hold on, you mean the latest... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, You mean the latest Hollywood movie blockbuster bringing uh, a lot of money at the box office that deals with bringing Matt Damon home from somewhere? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, he is costing us so much money having to go and save wow. his ass constantly. Everywhere. You know, it's guy, got man. Here's the thing. It's got nothing to do with Interstellar, and it's not like Interstellar, except for the pacing. Except maybe. for him being lost and right. people having to come save his punk ass with his big right. mutated forehead. That sounds like Interstellar to me, bro. I don't know. Well, Interstellar <laughs> had a whole beginning part that had nothing to do with Matt Damon and a whole like ending part that Matt had nothing Damon. to do with him, but... Yeah, like it, this totally sounds like the Matt Damon part of Interstellar, at least. It's like he he was sitting around. And he said, "Man, I I shot this whole thing in about a month. I should have been on the set for months. I love the idea for a movie like this. You know what? I'm getting a director, getting my own script, and I'm doing my own Interstellar. I'll call it The Martian. It'll be all about me, Matt that, Damon. I'm I'm gonna watch it at some point, man, because it's a Ridley Scott film, and I'm a big fan of Ridley's. But it, it really doesn't look very interesting to me, so I'm not running to see it. I'm I'm more. It was. In I, I will say. I will say this. It's, it's a good Inferno. movie. It's a good movie. I like you it. Saw it's, it? At least, it's a yes. It's at least it's at least uh, as good as Interstellar. It really is. It's a good movie. Really. I don't know, man. I really loved Interstellar. You'll then you'll like this. You will love. Come it. Come on, Zod! Don't make me leave like this. I love. I like Interstellar too. <laughs> it's good. It's good, I still, man. 
at the end of The Martian, is it all about love also? Yeah. It's it's just a great movie, and it doesn't. And really, it, it's a very it's a very positive, uplifting movie. It's a really good film. I, I enjoyed it. I think you guys will like it a lot. I, I'm gonna I check do. it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna... Is, this, is this as positive as like We Bought a Zoo, like one of those kind of Matt Damon films, or? <laughs> well, it's <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> I just wanted to be Jason Bourne again. This one, give me the he last. Yeah, he's doing it. Yeah, he's doing another one. Well, yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. I want to see that with him. I, I don't want to eat all this. Paul Greengrass's shaky ass camera work, man. It's all coming back. So, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. But you guys didn't elaborate. You know, with the Fast Two Furious movies, though, the go not to kind of go back there. They said the next ones is going to be the last ones. The, no, uh, that's going to be a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, I'm saying it's going to be a trilogy. They're going to have three more movies, and then that's it. And then they said TV shows and spinoffs. I'm like, man, what the hell, man? They're giving us too much. A shared universe of the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, that's it. Shared... <laughs> they're going to cross over with the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Honey, I Shrunk Vin Diesel. <laughs> the baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew we shrunk him and, Diesel. And you know what? Get Stephen the Mill to do it. He can broker deals. <laughs> I, <laughs> I caught that joke, by the way, earlier when he said Stephen the Mill. I had to kind of catch it. He said he could broker any deal. It's true, though. It's true. He got Constantine on there. I give him that. He, he did something. He got, yeah, he no, I mean, like, he did not talk out of his ass about that, man. No, he got Matt Ryan a job. I mean, that's that. That's he, went awesome. on the, he even went on WWE and faked his way through a match. Good job. I watched that match too, man. That that match was funny. Actually, that was a funny match, though. I watched it and seeing him fly off the turbuckle was funny. Seeing him <laughs> interact with Triple H was funny, man. I'll tell, like tell you this much, though. Out of all the celebrities who've ever appeared in WWE and, and been in a match, he looked like the more natural one at it. You know what I mean? Like, he, you could tell if he trained a little bit, he could actually go at it. WWE he wanted to wrestle. He's one of yeah. the actually an athlete though. I mean, like usually yeah. they get like like Jeremy Piven to show up and stuff. And, like Jeremy <laughs> Piven ain't gonna wrestle nobody and look legit doing it. But Stephen Amell, I mean, that guy does parkour and all kinds of stuff. I mean, like yeah. he's not trained like WWF wrestler yet, but I think like yeah, you give him a month and like he could probably be one. Yeah, but, easily. You know, so he's a fan of it. See, Stephen Amell, what the difference is because I, yeah, I don't he's know, Of course, he's a fan of wrestling. He's a Come huge fan. See, like mm-hmm. they got David Arquette and Dennis Rodman and Jay Leno. Oh, but David Arquette is a huge fan of wrestling too. David Arquette. Yeah, was was yeah I remember they did that that, that movie, that, that Ready to Rumble. Movie. Yeah, dude. That, that movie was funny. funny. I like that movie. It was stupid, yeah, I love but it was that funny. Too. But he he sucked though. But Stephen Amell, he just took it. Sick. It's like he <laughs> wasn't wrestling. He flew off the turnbuckle when he flew. I was laughing like hell when I seen him fly. Like, man, you should see his face. He was just so determined the way he was talking. Not this guy. Like, did this yep. take place on a Monday Night Raw or was it a? No, it was a pay per view. Well, you can watch SummerSlam. it on SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh, it's I on got, Plex. I got, got WWE it's on Plex. Network, so it was on SummerSlam. Okay, yeah, it's on look Plex. Yeah, SummerSlam. Let's go oh, back okay, to. Cool. Yeah, you could just type in because he goes against Stardust. So this is the one. Did he have the kid, the kid that plays Flash with him? I would, I'd like to see that kid. That would have been great. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good. 
No, it's Zod, that's no, no. little fucking kid out there trying to wrestle. It's a tag team match, Zod, by the way. It was a tag oh. team match. Stardust yeah. and Wade Barrett versus... Yeah, most, most, of the, most of the time when they have celebrities on there, yeah. usually it's a tag yeah, team. Yeah, it's usually a tag match. Yeah. That match the is, hell is Stardust? Is, is he is... He's Gold Dust. He's Gold Dust, but just his new mind. No, 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 no. That's uh, Gold Dust's little brother, the other Rhodes. Oh yeah, okay. Well, there. Yeah, there's two roads. There's, Rose, there's so. Gold okay. Dust and Stardust. Yeah. He yep. is as gay as he sounds. Oh, that there's one. Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. They're both yeah. the, uh, the Rhodes brothers. Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't hey, there a third Bobby, Rhodes brother? There's a third brother, right? Uh, Cali guy. Wasn't there a third brother? Not that I know of. Not not that I know of. I don't think he have a third. But it's just them two. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes. That was it. Cody Rhodes. Rest in peace to uh, rest in peace to uh, Dusty Rhodes. Oh. By the way, well, speaking of that, uh, uh, you know what they did a, a Dusty Roll on NXT the other night. They had a pay per view Zod. If you guys want to check it out on Dirty Network, where they had the Dusty Roll Classic match, where they won. Uh, what's his name? Samoa Joe and uh, I forgot the guy's name, but they won the Dusty Roll Tag Team Champions. They, the whole family came out actually. Cody oh, cool! Awesome. Yeah, he broke character. Yeah, Cody Rhodes broke character. Dusty. Dusty was out there, his son, and the wives, and the kids, and the mothers. So Triple H and them came out. So they had a big thing. It's called NXT TakeOver. So they, because I got WWE Network, so I watch all this stuff. On yeah, that's that's pre- WWE Network is actually pretty good, too. They, they've been putting up a lot of content. So Did you guys see the um the Mexican-style prayer candles that I, I posted in the, the group chat on Facebook? Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah. For, for the wrestlers, they got they got the the Ultimate Warrior one, the Macho Man one, the Roddy Roddy Piper. Mr. Perfect. One. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. I want to get the Roddy Piper one. That was Those cool. Cool. Man, I miss uh, the uh, old Dustin Rhodes character. He was like his pops. Wonder if he's ever going to go back to that. He's been Goldust for a long time now. Years, years. years yeah. I, I remember when he wasn't Goldust. I remember. Yeah, no, was... I, like he was Goldust. W- when he, wasn't, he wasn't for briefly in uh, WCW. He wasn't Goldust. He was just Dustin uh, Rhodes. Rhodes. Yeah, yep. and he was arguing with uh, Vince Russo, and Vince Russo said, "Who created Goldust?" <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. They, yeah, they he, was, tag, he, was, he was hanging out with Booker T. That was like one of the weirdest tag team groups I've ever seen, man. Yeah, Goldust and Booker T. WCW champion. Love Booker T, man. I miss that guy. Does he, does he still wrestle? No, no, no he does commentary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. then I have to watch it for that, then, man. That dude cracked me up. I loved Booker T, man. He was insane. Hey, Is Zod, he funny as a commentator? Zod, did you see Master Square Garden uh, early this month on October third? The special with Big Show and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> no, was- no, I, I didn't. I didn't see it. The last thing I watched was, uh, I think, the pay per view. Um, what was that other pay per view? The one with that Sting was on Night of Champions. Oh yeah, I watched that too, man. That was a bullcrap match, man. Yeah, that, that match was man. What's, Sting's in the WWF now. Oh yeah, WWE. Well, it's always going to be the WWF to me, man. I ain't calling it that. Man, crap. you gonna get Jackal sued, man. You gonna get you World gonna get, Wildlife Fund. You gonna get Jackal sued, man. <laughs> you gonna get sued. They try not to ever mention WWF at all. They say E all the time. They try yep. not to ever get the F out. That was the, the big campaign when they switched. I mean, get like, the I, F I, out. I haven't watched that in so long. I mean, like. How long has it been since the Dudley Boys were around? I mean, like that Dudley Boys are back. They're in the WWE. Really? Tag team. Yeah. Get the yeah, table. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, back, that's what I stopped watching. They're, they're there. 
Like back in I old, stopped uh, watching when Insane Clown Posse became wrestlers. That's when I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, was, remember the Misfits? The Misfits were wrestlers too. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm oh done. Oh my god, that is insane. <laughs> Crazy. I, when yeah, that I happened, that's that. when I said, okay, I, I'm done with wrestling. That's it. Done. Yeah, I, I watch it on occasionally. I be watching it because I watch that Daddy E. Hey, hey, Zod, watch Hell in a Cell this month. This is the Brock Lesnar month. You know, it's a Zod. Oh, okay, cool. I will. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, just go back. Go back to MSG Gardens because that's the beginning of the Road to Hell tour because Brock takes on Big Show and then it goes into next week. I think Stone Cold is going to interview Brock Lesnar and Dallas and then Undertaker go have his final match in the Hell in a Cell against Brock Lesnar. So it's going to end. With them having their third match, they I love, match. That, I love that interview show that uh, that uh, what's his name does. What's his, his name now? The uh, BL that interview show that he does. He interviewed JBL. Yeah, he interviewed Eric Bischoff. That was great. I'd lo- I'd love to interview Eric Bischoff on radio. I think that'd be awesome. He'd probably do it too. He's a pretty accessible guy. I was actually considering going after him because I think that would be a, good, great, a good move. Yeah. Be a great interview. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get him. I've I've already tried to uh, go for Vince Russo, and I have not heard back from him. So, um, is he still even active in wrestling, Vince Russo? Is he still he's, doing a couple, anything? Yeah, he's written a couple of uh, of books, and he's also done. I believe he does. He's done some booking for um, for Ring of Honor, which is an indie. You know what's crazy? The, the whole thing with Vince Russo, man. When he was in WWF, you know, before it switched over and he left the first time, uh, I mean, he was responsible for some very iconic storylines and some Rock, stuff like Stone Cold. Yeah, he, I mean, he was an amazing showrunner for them. And then when brought him into WCW, it all he failed completely. <laughs> he, you know didn't why it he couldn't do anything right in WC, WCW. You know why? Amazing. It's in practices. Yeah. But you know why it failed with Russo going over there is because he didn't have Vince McMahon over his head. That's why it failed. See, True. when he was over at WDE, it was easy because he had Vince McMahon saying yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. So he had a leash right. kind of on him a little bit. Once he got to WCW, I mean, we could go. That, that's like a six-hour show to, to find out why that ended. But, you know, he went there and it just didn't work with that company. It didn't gel because WCW was in yeah, trouble. And remember, they even tried, WCW even tried bringing Russo and Bischoff together as garbage. a team. And that didn't work either. That was Oh, yeah. I have to admit, I loved that era because it was so funny seeing those two try to work together as a team when you needed to hate each other. It was hilarious. Like, there's no way. That'd be like getting Jackal to work with somebody from New York. Yeah, it's not yeah, going to happen. Not, not happening, no. <laughs> like, and Russo's from New York, and that's funny. Russo is a New Yorker. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Is that, I could listen to that guy talk for years. It's so funny. He's the, the way he talks from New York. He's got that, that typical tough New York accent. When you, <laughs> every time he'd get on the mic, it'd be so hilarious to listen to him talk trash. He's like this little dude, and he's... Talking so much crap, it was amazing. I'm like, you know wow. who you should get? Zah, you know who you should get? Now that you were talking about wrestlers, get Jim Cornette on your radio show. Get that'd Jim be Cornette. A, that'd be a, a mouth from the interview. south. That Hell yeah, funny, that would be a funny interview too. I, I would love to try and do that, but I think I'm going to go for uh, Eric Bischoff first. If I could get him, I've always liked him. So if I could get him, that'd be a fun interview. Oh, that'd be hard. I, I, I would love that. <laughs> Forget that. You need to get Bobby the Brain Heenan. That's he's, got, he's, he's kind of uh, 
just I know he's a little sixty. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not himself anymore, is he? He's kind of. He would have been a fun interview. Actually, no, not really. He was on not long ago on uh, the Dan Lebertard show, and he was sounded he? pretty good. Yeah, no, he was. He still had his wits about him. You could tell he's been, you know, ill. Uh, but I mean, he was. Uh, you know, he's still Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah, it'd man. be he's nice to get. It'd be nice to get him. It'd be nice to get maybe to maybe interview Tony Schiavone. Uh, oh, that'd be great. You know, he's, he's still. A, you know, he's a baseball commentator. Yeah, he now, does right? uh, Atlanta Braves baseball. Yeah, commentary. yeah. He's been doing that. He's been doing Atlanta Braves baseball commentary since he left. Since WCW was bought out by uh, WWE. What about Jimmy the Mouth from the South Heart? What about <laughs> him too? And you know yeah. what? You're laughing, but there's other podcasts. We're not going to plug it right now because this is the number one show. But there's other podcasts that's had the man by the man. Jake the Snake, Hulk Hogan. Zod should, it should be the sense for Zod to get some of them on his show because I listen to other podcasts and they've gotten some of the big stars on their show. Mm-hmm. But the problem yep. is now the wrestlers are starting to get podcasts. Like, yeah. he's got his own <laughs> yeah. podcast. Rick Flair's got his own show. <laughs> yeah, they're banking, too. That's crazy. I don't know what they're doing. You know, it's funny when you have a name already behind you when you start a podcast and you're making money, usually it's because you have already a name brand associated to it. These guys are banking with their podcast. Banking, like they're selling advertising like crazy. They're making a whole kind of cash. Stone Cold has been banking for the last couple of years doing his oh, podcast. Yeah, he got the money. yeah wow. he, yep. he does the thing. I couldn't think. That's of, I think, I think what, that guy carrying on a constant thought for like more than twenty minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? Stone Cold. I'm gonna be honest with you. Stone Cold next to Jackal's head, but Stone Cold got a really good show, you know. I yep. mean, I'm not trying to plug it on PSN. That will go get me later, but... No, it's Stone- cool. I like his show. Actually, I like Stone Cold's show a lot. Yeah, I think it's podcast? a very good podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good podcast. podcast. That's pretty good, too. Yeah, he's... Yeah. He's actually... And he, and he doesn't have to go... He doesn't have to go out of his way. He could do no. it from wherever he is, and he's... Stone Cold Steve Austin, go like, man. what? 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 Well, people try to talk, or like, no. what does he do? No, 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 no. He doesn't do his, like, it's an actual show. Oh, that's an old gimmick. There, yeah, he's actually not in character. You know, it's really no, just him talking. Yeah. No, but it's really good because you get you know a different perspective on you know Stone Cold and and who he really is, and you get to hear him really talk about the stuff and about you know how the industry works and personalities that he's met and, and different things. He gives his take on the way the industry is going now. and I mean, he's very, very up to the up to the minute of what's happening. And the guy actually is uh, a lot smarter than you give him credit, Johnny. He's a very, very bright dude. And, uh, uh, you know, being knocked around in the ring for so long, you expect it to maybe sound like a vegetable. But now the guy actually knows his stuff and knows exactly, you know, well, I, I, I'm he's just on going point. off of what I've seen, you know what I mean? I've no, watched exactly. a couple of his films yeah, and like, he's, he's really cool, man. I should I suggest you check out his show. It's a really good show. He was in the yeah. he was in the first Expendables. Come on. He's intelligent. Yeah, no, no. He was, that was like his yeah, best well. film. When he does that flying, like, turtle camera attack to, and That's hard acting. Some, that is hard acting. Just to the wall. That's, like, my favorite part of that film, to tell you the truth. Hard acting right there. Yeah, you know oh, what though? Hard he acting. asks his hard questions mm-hmm. though on his show. But well, you know what I like about his show? He asks questions that, like when he interviewed Vince McMahon. I liked his mm-hmm. interview with Vince McMahon on his podcast because he asked yep. certain questions that Vince wasn't prepared for. Right, so his right. show is a pretty good show because I listen to him interview like Jay, and he tells the truth. It be kind of raw. So yep. the way he asked the, the questions, it's like. I can't believe Stone Cold just asked him that. He's going to yep. get in, like, so much trouble, but he keeps it real. So I think he has the best, like, podcast radio show. Wrestling him and Jericho. Show. Jericho's show is really good, too. That's it's a really <laughs> funny show. The Walls of Jericho. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. You, should, you have to check that out. Yeah, I haven't listened to that. I haven't listened to JBL got the show, too, though. I listened to John, uh, 
JBL's radio show too. Fiona got some good shows. It's funny how all these uh, wrestlers are uh, starting their own podcast shows now. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it just but you know well, what? makes sense. Know, one more show too that's good, and this is not a wrestler though, so I don't know if Jack will get mad at me. But there's another radio uh-huh. show. This one I'm gonna mention is called Silent Monster Radio Show. That's a pretty good wrestling podcast. That's not he's not a wrestler. But he has a pretty decent. You make a hire him on PSN. I mean, you know, because he has a like a, a a Twitter, but he has a pretty good. He has all the insight too. But that's the only person I'm gonna mention that has a radio show. What's the name of What's the name of the show again? Solemn Monster Radio. I, I can send a Solemn Monster Radio. Yeah, link me that. Yeah, because wow. he has a very good show. It's clear. I mean, he has a clear show. It's like he's on Skype. You get everything that he's saying. He be at all the events. You know, he has one of the best radio wrestling radio show because it's this number of wrestling. But I listen. Well, to I his- remember WCW back in the day used to have a radio show. It was called WCW Live, and they used to broadcast online right after Nitro would go off the air. I remember that. Jackal, how the hell are you going to have Mad Max Fury Road underneath Poltergeist, man? What? Poltergeist? <laughs> <laughs> I was mad for Johnny to mention that. I wasn't going to say that. Brother, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Are you serious? Fantastic Four minute in your top 20. That, that makes no sense. Yeah. yeah, but look at the positioning. Is that, is it's like what? no, but look look at the look at the position. It's like these are the eighteen movies I've seen this year. That's it's that is next to last. You've only seen eighteen movies this entire year of of the new movies. Yeah, I haven't seen that many movies this year, dude. I really haven't. Mission Rogue Nation has Tim Corbin giving you shit for this one yet because like he's all like it's an awful movie and everybody everybody should be liking that horrible man from asshole movie because Henry Cavill can't act his way out of a paper nutsack in it. So what they're talking about everybody who's listening in is my top uh, movies for 2015 uh, which I posted on IMDb I I linked it to the guys so they could check out Little Boy uh, and the you know bio on that movie Uh, but yeah my top here I'll read it out so the audience listening and knows what we're talking about. Uh, my number one movie, like I said, is Little Boy. Uh, number two, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Number three, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Number four, Straight Outta Compton. Number five, Ant Man. Number six, Terminator Genesis. Uh, number seven, Jurassic World. Number eight, Tomorrowland. Number nine, Get Hard. Number ten, Chappie. Crappy man, really? Yeah, that movie made it was in decent. your top. Yeah, it was <sighs> decent. I liked it. Whatever. Number eleven, Poltergeist. <laughs> And this is where it starts taking a turn for the worst. Uh, number 12, Mad Max Fury Road. There you go. That's Your the favorite. best movie of the year, dude. I uh, didn't like it too much. Yeah. Uh, number 13, Ted 2. Number 14, Area 51, uh, which is a weird, um, weird as found it's footage. It's fun. Movie. I had, I yeah, had fun okay. with it, but yeah, it wasn't um, great. Yeah, it wasn't great. Number 15 on there was Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Yeah, love that. Uh, number 16, San Andreas. And uh, 17, Fantastic Four. And 18, Jupiter Ascending. Or Ascending, I mean. Jupiter Ascending. Wow. Garbage movie. It was great. I can believe that. I can believe yeah, garbage. that. Garbage. <laughs> Jacko, your list. I'm going to tell you something, Jack, because you post your list in my group, my Catholic Guy group. You, you're the most controversial. I thought. Oh, I know I am. Check. Yeah, and you posted, man. Everybody hates your picks. Everybody trashes your picks. They're like, why did you have this at number three? I'd be like telling people that is Jacko's list. That is his movies. This goes to taste. The and they're pro- yeah, and they'll probably Terminator Genesis number six. Are you kidding me? I liked that movie. It's my list. Put, put together your list. 
I, I, I'll make one, man. I, I didn't even think about doing it because, like, 2015, it's only October. And, like, I've seen more than 18 films. But, like, I'm trying to tell you, like, Straight out of Compton, Ant-Man, and Fury Road are probably the only ones from your list. Uh, those are, yeah, those are all. Those three that you gave, Johnny, are, like, are, the, are really great. Yeah, I agree. Have you guys seen Rogue Nation? Yeah, no, but like I don't, and, want, I don't th- I, I and I don't think, and I don't think, I didn't think Rogue Nation was all that great either. Well, not, dude, especially not in comparison to uh, Ghost Protocol. I mean, I think they they fell down a few steps. Not really. I love that movie. Well, I'm pretty sure that Protocol. it is better than Man from Asshole. I mean, Man from Uncle, whatever the hell that crap. Yeah, see, I haven't even I haven't seen that movie either yet. So don't watch it. Oh, yeah, I want to see it though. Henry Cavill's in it. You'll probably love it, though. <sighs> Army Hammer? Number 10, yeah. Henry Cavill's in it. I can't wait to Henry see Cavill it. Henry Cavill and Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Oh, wow. It's got to be <laughs> Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> the guy who almost almost became Batman. Funny Army enough, Hammer. it was also it was supposed to be Tom Cruise and Army Hammer, but Tom Cruise dropped out to make Rogue Nation, and that's how we got Talentless Cavill to fucking play Napoleon Solo in that awful film. Well, here's the thing. Um, Rogue Nation made a crap load of money. Yeah, man from Uncle, man from Uncle, bombed awesome. at the box office. Hey, hey, hey! So uh, Tom Cruise, good Tim job. Corbin, get you, man. Tim Corbin, suck a nut. Because uh, Rogue Nation was awesome. <laughs> that snakeskin shirt that he's wearing in the trailer—that's awesome. Suck a nut. I do have to say, suck man, that shirt. Suck the nuts. Put it in your mouth and suck it. Give me the TV show, The Man from Uncle. I might just look at that old show. Anything with Henry Cavill could suck a nut. No, no, Man from Uncle, it's an old 60s show. It had Robert Vaughn and um, David McKellum in it. It's a really fun, like, kind of silly spy spy show. Yeah, it's great. The movie has none of that going for it. The movie comes off as a bad Austin Powers spoof, which is funny because Austin Powers was actually a spoof of stuff like Man from Uncle. So it's it's just find the irony there. Like Avengers. It's like Avengers. The other Avengers with Patrick McGee. um, The the, the, the BBC Avengers. Yeah. Uh, No, uh, yeah. The the Avengers was a great show from the 60s. Yeah. Awesome. And that's the, that and then the prisoner with Patrick McGowan, another really good show. I like that, that show too. The that, remake uh, Suckle. The remake Suckle. Oh yeah, the remake was horrible. Was uh, the remake, How can you say that it was on AMC? AMC is amazing. The remake wasn't even. The remake wasn't even close to what the original well, was. The remake was so political and so just ugh. Yeah, no, the, the original was just so obscure and esoteric oh, and insane. Great. David Lynch watches that show and like, what was that about? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just, it was, it was, yeah, I loved how convoluted. And actually what was funny is that at one point, Christopher Eccleston and Christopher Nolan were both attached to a Prisoner remake to a, for a oh, film. Oh, God, I, I would not want to see Christopher and, Nolan. And I'm like, I don't know what Christopher Nolan would do, but. It's, I'm gonna make it real. Put, apparently, no, apparently Nolan was uh, apparently Nolan was a huge, huge. What uh, his realism version of Rover would look like? Because like it's a big rubber beach ball that chases him. Oh yeah. So I want to see what that oh. would look like. Real, but, real. On, on the plus side, uh, Big Finish, the company that does the. Uh, all the Doctor Who audio dramas that we were talking about earlier are coming out in uh, March of next year with a Prisoner 
audio series. And that's going to be amazing because that's going to be the the British are doing it. They're they're following it up, and it's going to be a great and it's going to be great. It's going to be just it's going to be just on par with the series. I can already tell they've got a trailer released, and it sounds fantastic. Doing your radio shows, man. oh yeah, absolutely. Get into that great stuff. stuff. Yeah, I'm serious. You will. I mean, you will be you'll be hooked, especially if you're you're in a position where you got to. Go to work every day, and you want something to listen to? I mean, great stuff, man. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, lots of... But Chappie and somebody's top ten for movies this Get year. over it! <laughs> My top ten! Make your yeah, own! Chappie I, still haven't, Chappie, I still haven't watched. I'm going to confess. Good movie. I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty I, good. You know. Yeah, if you really wanted to see... Uh, t- um, RoboCop 3 mixed with um, Short Circuit Part 2 with a bunch of political shit crammed in the middle. It's amazing. All movies I liked. So there you go. what Scorpio said? Uh, He's copying me because I said it first. I think you're copying him because I heard him say it first. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even talked to Scorpio in months, man, except for like emails. Let's ask your Benjamin Ben. Is he going to come back to the show or what? I he's, he's too busy I doing don't know. magic tricks. Every time I see him, he's like in a tuxedo, looking like he's making bridges. Well, to- but I mean, it's like he sees the he sees our chats when we chat in the in Facebook, but he like never says anything. I wonder if he. Man, you're calling him out. That, that's kind of rude. That's kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should do this off the air. Come on. <laughs> I, just, I just want to know. Quit airing our dirty laundry on the air. There, we can make writer. fun of Tim Corbin all we want, but. Don't, That's don't true too. Yeah, yeah. I, not really Tim's true. like a Tim's like a punching bag. We can make fun no, of him. Oh, I'm not leaving Tim alone. Leave, oh, look, I'm leave just Triple A alone. He's a good buddy of mine. Leave Triple A alone. I like the guy. Look, I just want to know no, look, anybody anybody who likes the Wachowski siblings movies deserves to be punched on <laughs> repeatedly. You have their movie on your top twenty list, so obviously you're a fan of theirs, right? Well, what the Matrix? No, 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 no! You have Jupiter Ascending on the list. No, no, no! But see, no, no, no! See, you're. You, this is where you're not getting the point of the list. Just because it's there doesn't mean that I like the movie. Those are just the movies that I've seen ranked best to worst, and that is the worst movie you, I've seen this what? year. No, you need to write that down as the 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 name of your list because it says my top films of 2015. Yes, but it doesn't mean it's a good movie. These are just movies I've seen best to worst. So those are the two worst movies I've seen. I would omit it from the list, you know, if like I, I was... No, because these are movies I've seen. I'm going to put them in the order of how I feel. Yeah, yeah you haven't seen that many this year, so you're only no. counting the ones you have watched. Exactly. Now, I'm telling you, this list will change as more movies come out and December gets closer. Or, or, or you There's a little movie coming out, then they might take the list. Movies. You have more movies that you've seen might make. Yeah, I still haven't seen a bunch of movies, man. And the list has to actually get updated because I've seen other movies I just have not had a chance to update. Like I saw Pixels. It's not up there. So there's a couple of movies that I still got to put in there. Would that at least be before um, Chappie? Pixels? Yeah. I'll tell you this much. Pixels would be probably right under Mad Max. Maybe even top of Mad Max. Oh, man. Pixels was better than Chappie. (laughs) It was better than Ted 2, that's for sure. Uh, forget all that. What about Tremors Five with Michael Gross? <laughs> I, I haven't seen it yet. I have it, but like I, I, I'm just saying. I mean, my God, that came out. I can't believe they're they're going they're, back to that franchise, guys. They actually made a Tremors Five. Really? Tremors Five, yeah. That actually got greenlit and released. I thought after I thought after that, that the, the TV series and Tremors Four, they they wouldn't. There was a TV series for Tremors. Are you yeah, serious? No, I don't love Tremors Four. <laughs> I had no idea. After part, after like part two, I was like, uh, "There's no more need to 
watch anything oh, else. No, Tremors, all the Tremors it. movies are good, so I'm pretty sure Part Five is going to at least be. I, I'm I'm excited to see it just because I love. I think it's so funny that Michael Gross is still playing this character consistently. Gummer, throughout yeah. everything. I, like, I like I like Jay Sharpen. That's like Burt Gummer's great grandpa in the cowboy one, man. Like he was hella funny in that with his bicycle and shit. I loved that movie. It was it was stupid, but it was great. You know what I mean? It was a sci-fi channel movie, so I knew what I was getting into with it. And it was one of the best sci-fi channel movies ever, in my opinion. Well, sci-fi's sci-fi. Is up, there with Mansquito. up there with up there with Sharknado three and uh, Zombievers. Actually, I like I like the Sharknado movies okay, but they ain't as good as like Mansquito or SS Death Trooper. Is Zombiever is Zombiever getting a sequel? Does anybody know? It should. Oh. Zombievers was actually better than the. Um, Sharknado movies, in my opinion, oh, too. I like because they were actually puppets, you know? Like, they actually didn't just do their normal crappy CGI with that one. Yeah, Zombievers was, to me... I love Zombievers because, like you said, it, it went back to the puppets. It didn't CGI, and uh, they used... Uh, just like uh, Last Phases and, so, and Werewolf... Oh, late Phases? God, that's such they, a great movie, man. Yeah, like, Late Phases, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the Werewolf looked cool, though. The, the Werewolf... Zod, did you see that? Late Phases... What was it? Late, Late phase. phase. It's a werewolf oh. movie. It's like this blind guy who moves to the. No, scene. I didn't see it. The last werewolf like... movie I watched was Werewolf Cop. Oh, Wolf <laughs> How Cop. was that? Cop. Oh, amazing, dude. You haven't seen it. so good. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it yet. No. It's good. You, you should like check it out. House revival films, man, you'll like it. You know what's funny? I had a chance to uh, interview the director of Werewolf Cop. Um, I had, you know, everybody said the whole thing was set up already, and for some ungodly reason, I. Either there was a miscommunication with him or me, and the day I was supposed to interview him uh, was not the day that I was told that I was supposed to interview the guy, and it just fell through and it never happened. Oh man! And yeah. it was like it was one of those things. It was set up by the guys who did the remember the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, premiere thing that I did that I saw. Oh, yeah. this yeah. Same guy set the whole thing up. Uh, really, Mark Furman, really cool guy. Uh, not that Mark Furman, not that OJ Simpson. <laughs> Mark <not>. Furman, <laughs> different spelling of the name and everything. Uh, but he really cool guy. He sets up these these uh, you know films. Uh, for anniversary specials and stuff for screenings on, on the big on the big screen, and he got me the interview, and I, and I was supposed to get it done, and unfortunately, miscommunications cost me that interview. But that would have been a really cool interview. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, because Wolf Cop. I mean, that movie is just hysterical, man. Epic. I love it. I love it. It's like you said. I like that the special effects is practical effects. That's what yeah, was right. Seen, yeah. it's, it's a throwback to the eighties. I heard. I mean. What? I mean, Cali guy, have you seen Homicycle yet? Homicycle? I didn't see it yet. I've seen it on your list. I actually seen it on your list. <laughs> now, what about Turbo Kid? What about Turbo, Turbo Kid? Kid let's, is let's... A- Turbo Kid's badass. I had so much fun with that retarded film. Oh, man. But you know what, Johnny? I've I seen the trailer when you had it on your uh, page, but I'm going to check it out because you had this other movie on there, too, this uh, horror movie that went back to the 80s. I do want to say a slasher world in the 100 hours. Um, I wrote it down, but I'm going to try to look for that later because I did want to see it with the kids with all those traps. You you had it listed with Homicycle. I forgot the name of it. Like Lost Don't After Dark? Yeah, Lost After Dark. I want to yeah, see that. that. It, that's got Robert Patrick in it. That movie, it, that one's it, that one's an 80s, it's an 80s retro slasher film, so it's li- a lot like Homicycle and Wolf Cop. It's like a throwback film. I, I'm really enjoying that. I'm, I really... And Turbo Kid was a th- throwback film, too. Oh, yeah, no, I love the whole beginning. Very good. <laughs> this is the future. This is 1997. Like that, after that line, I just was in love with that film. 
I mean, like, <laughs> this is the future. This By the way, guys, uh, we're all out of time. Uh, the Outer Edge is coming up in a couple minutes here, so uh, let's sign off for the evening. It's good to get the show back on the road, man, because we haven't done a, a live episode here in a long time. It's been on hiatus, right, Kali guys? Like three years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hiatus. Like no hiatus. <laughs> Since but everybody, uh, stick around. The Outer Edge with uh, William Michael Mott and Tim Schwartz is coming up next right here on PSN Radio. Uh, good to have the show uh, rolling again, and uh, we'll see you guys next week right here on The Roundtable Show. Good night, everybody. Off the L, trying to reduce my stress before I die and go to hell. I've been trying to see the light, but all I see is a fight every single night. I can't walk in my own hood without being chased and harassed. Then they wonder why we carry them things and why we blast. Let the good times roll, let the bullets fly. Fuck it, man, if I gotta die tonight, I'm going out in a blaze of glory. You're gonna see my face up in the news as a top story. Payback's a bitch from east to west. Code number one of the streets is don't snitch and we're a vest cause if you're really from the hood you won't switch see i was raised and trained in the hood